The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. The collision of common sense and comedy. This is the collision of common sense and comedy. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. What do Serena Williams, Danica Patrick, Lindsey Vaughn, Ronda Rousey, and Maria Sharapova all have in common? They're all badass women not on the list of the 100 highest paid athletes in the world. Huh. All of those women, badass women, on the list of, or not on the list of the highest paid athletes in the world. Were they athletes? Yeah, okay. and they're badass women, okay. but they're not on the list of highest paid um, athletes in the world. I have, I have a question for you. Okay. Because that, that was Brooke Baldwin yes. from CNN yes. asking that profound question. So I have, I have a question a for question, you. Yes. Yeah. Um, what do uh, Nacho Vidal, Prince Yashua, mm-hmm. Johnny mm-hmm. Sins, mm-hmm. Lexington Steele, mm-hmm. Eric Everhard, and Marco Banderas have in common? Their penis? They're all badass men, not on the list of the highest paying porn stars. <laughs> there you go, Brooke. There you go. Those are all porn stars. Yeah, um, Lexington Steele and Eric Everhard are porn stars, apparently. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I mean, really good porn star names. Uh, yeah. uh, Mr. and Mrs. Steele got together and said, how about Lexington? Lex- Mr. and Mrs. Everhard got together and said, Eric, Eric Everhard. That's, yep. That's <laughs> Nacho Vidal. Mr. and Mrs. Vidal. It's a boy. How about Nacho? <laughs> Is that good? I love him. I love him. Just pour the little sauce on him, the chips, and yeah, Nacho Vidal. Salsa, yes. So, again, Brooke Baldwin asking the question. These women obviously objecting somehow yeah. that these wonderful female athletes are not on the list of highest paid athletes, even though they're awesome and people know their name. <sighs> uh, see, Brooke, it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't. It absolutely does not matter. It's called free markets. Maybe. <laughs> Before you get on your little blah 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 talking head on CNN, maybe, just maybe, you learn just a little bit about economics and free markets. And the free market dictates that um, a price, the, the cost of something, is what the market will bear. So, I could take a shack. Okay. Uh, uh, I mean, an unlivable shack of a building. Okay. In a sketchy part of Chicago that nobody would pay even a hundred dollars for. Okay. And if somebody is willing to pay you a million dollars for it, that's the price of the shack. If that's a willing to pay, yes. Done. Would Brooke Baldwin be willing to pay wherever she eats, assuming she eats fast food, whatever, would she be willing to pay a $10,000 for a Wendy's cheeseburger? Probably not, right? No. Um, Does she think uh, it would be outrageously priced if it would be? Yeah, you may say that. However, if Wendy's can get $10,000 a cheeseburger, so be it. Would Brooke Baldwin be in favor of us saying, sorry, Brooke, 
every commercial that runs on CNN now has to be cut down to 10% of what it currently costs. If a commercial is currently $1,000 on CNN, sorry, it's only $100. Yeah. Do you know why they charge it? Because that's what the market will bear. The market will bear. Yeah, they go to advertisers and they say, this is about how many viewers we have. This is about the return on investment. If you run a commercial that you'll make back by selling your products or services. And are you willing to pay this amount? That's it. That's the whole ball of wax. So if there are female athletes not getting paid more, it's because the market does not bear that. It's not some grand conspiracy against women. It's not, we don't want to see Serena Williams make any more money. Ha, 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 ha. Pay Roger Federer a lot more. Has nothing to do with it. But she would have you believe that. And notice, as I pointed out in the porn industry or other industries, she doesn't care then. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm, I'm willing to bet that Brooke Baldwin makes a little bit more than some male anchors in America. Are you sure? Yeah. I'm guessing on CNN she makes a little bit more than, huh. uh, say, my wife's co-anchor or other male anchors around the country. Probably hmm. does. Interesting. Should she be forced to only make what they make? What? Should every male anchor make what Brooke Baldwin makes? According to her, I guess so. She makes sense. So let's start this again, this uh, clip of Brooke Baldwin, and hear her logic in this thing. What do Serena Williams, Danica Patrick, Lindsey Vaughn, Ronda Rousey, and Maria Sharapova all have in common? They're all badass women, not on the list of the 100 highest paid athletes in the world. Wait, 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 wait. What does badass mean in that case? They're tough or they're good at their sport? Oh, that's a good question, because the way I got it was, they're good at their sport. She said badass. I mean, does she mean tough, strong, they're just badass, they're good at their sport? Okay. A little more from her. Fact. Not a single woman is on that list. Not one. Instead, the men on this new list out this week made a record $3.8 billion. That is up. 23% from the previous year. Uh, To be fair, one of the reasons cited, team sports are exploding thanks to TV deals. But when you look at the individual level, I want you to look at these comparisons. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Well, team sports are aside, but let's not, we don't want to focus on that at all. Don't don't mention that. Edit that all out. Oh, crap. I said that. I told you you'd take it out of the script. Um, People make money in sports um, primarily uh, because it's a spectator sport. Yeah. People pay money via tickets to go, and or there is advertising during the sport. Yeah, for example, I'll go visit a team, I don't know sports, but I'll I'll go to visit a team maybe to see, you know, Billy Bob, and I will only see Billy Bob, and if Billy Bob is on this team, I'm going to spend as much money as I can to see Billy Bob. Right, there are people that have certain uh, fan favorites, people are homers with teams, of course. Um, How come some sports don't make as much, how how come soccer in America doesn't make as much as uh, the NBA or football? We don't recognize soccer. Exactly. So (laughs) we don't, we do not recognize soccer. No, we of course (laughs) don't because soccer is horrible. So what Brooke Baldwin is doing is advocating for a socialist approach to this stuff. It's she, she would have you believe playing into the narrative that women don't make as much as men. And that's just not true. Hmm. I just laid out all of the top paid porn stars in the world are women. It's not even close. Of course. Because people don't want to see naked men. The market has said that we prefer seeing naked women than naked men. How come Brooke isn't picking up uh, uh, you know, that baton? Hang on, where's the bell? 
How come she's not picking up that b- baton and saying, what about these male porn stars who are getting the shaft? Because they're not making as much as the women. Uh, let me give you a quick rundown. Uh, the um, top salary range for a female performer with a man or a woman in a scene uh, in porn is according to a uh, report uh, that came out uh, last year, two years ago, year and a half ago, July of 2016. Um, said that when it comes to female performers, what they get paid, if it's a woman with a man in a scene, about $1,500. These are not the top ones. These are just, you know, average rate. Yeah. A female performer in an all-woman scene, all-female scene, about $1,200. A male performer, about $1,000. Wow. Yeah. Uh, A director can go $1,000 to $3,000. Uh, camera person, 700 sound technician, 400 production assistant, 250. Uh, I don't see fluffer here or anything like that. Let me, let me see a makeup artist. Let me see makeup artist. The, they won't put it as a fluffer. Is it, is that what production assistant yes. is? Yes. Oh, okay. I just <laughs> assume production yeah. assistant. I'm like, Hey, Oh, Oh, gotcha. Okay. <laughs> let me produce. Let me produce. Yes. Here we go. Back to Brooke Baldwin. <laughs> Uh, Roger Federer, $77 million to Serena Williams, 18 Lewis Hamilton, $51 million. Danica Patrick, 10.3. And just keep this in mind, the women's soccer team filed wait a, minute, wait, a lawsuit. Wait, 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 wait. What did she say back up? What did she say Danica Patrick made? Lewis uh, Hamilton, $51 million. Danica Patrick, 10.3. And... Uh, I'm going to need some help from Rob on this one because he knows uh, racing a little bit better than I do. Did Danica Patrick ever win a significant race? Did she ever? I don't know if she did. No, she did. She she never won any race. What are you, are you talking? How much did she make? Ten million dollars? Yeah, according to the her reporting, yes. And you didn't win. Oof. I mean, Serena has won. She's won a bunch of championships, but. Yeah. Uh, you're citing. Okay, here we go. Back to back to Brooke Baldwin. Lewis Hamilton, fifty-one million. Danica Patrick, ten point three. And just keep wow. this in mind: the women's soccer team filed a lawsuit a couple of years ago, arguing discrimination over their salaries, since their team actually brings in more than the men's team. But perhaps more importantly in this whole Wait, conversation. Which soccer team? What women's soccer team? Thank you. I was going to say the only women's soccer team that I know was the one that went to the Olympics. That's the it. women's national team. The women's national team? Is yeah, that what like, it is? Like uh, the World Cup and the Olympics. Yeah. I'm sorry. I don't even know what the team is. So, yeah, I guess they could uh, bring in more. I have no idea. But the no also thing, too, is like soccer. Even male soccer, nobody even likes. Not do in America. Think, do you no. think they're going to like female soccer? Okay. And by the way, you don't have to sign or uh, or file a discrimination suit. You could just say, I hey, quit. we're not going to join this league because you're not paying us what we believe we're worth. Any one of these athletes could go and do anything else. Yep. Any one of them could go work at McDonald's, could go do anything else. Yep. They've chosen and they're not getting paid. So now they're upset about it. What happened to just doing it for the for for the joy of doing it? Okay, a little more, a little more. The people who don't make the millions, who are not standing out there on red carpets or on the Forbes list, 
When asked about the pay disparity just in Hollywood, actress Amy Adams says this. Let me quote her. I want to fight for people outside our industry. Let's start with our teachers. Let's get waiters paid the same minimum wage. That's what's great about what's happening. Wait, 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 wait. Hold it. Wait. She went from, okay, let's start with people outside our industry. Amy, this is quoting Amy Adams, outside of acting and, mm-hmm. and entertainment. Okay. So she went from sports to that. Mm-hmm. And now Amy Adams, outside our industry, teachers, which that is a huge misnomer that teachers are underpaid. You may say they're underpaid based on the job or how important the job is, and that's fine. But to make it like teachers are starving, you know, they buy their own supplies. Um, that comes down to the local school board not you know supplying the stuff. And you mean to tell me they have to have those markers to teach? Uh, did Lincoln have those markers to teach? Did he have an overhead projector, movies, uh, computers, anything else? No. It's a misnomer. But, okay, at least you could say it's an important job and teachers are paid less than other industries that you may think, you know, they're, they're more valuable. They should be paid. And then you say, and back that up because I want to make sure that waiters, let's get waiters paid the same Wow. Does she mean waiters versus waitresses? Hang on, listen to this. When asked about the pay disparity just in Hollywood, actress Amy Adams says this. Let me quote her. I want to fight for people outside our industry. Let's start with our teachers. Let's get waiters paid the same minimum wage. That's oh, what's great about what's happening with Let's Time's get up. waiters paid the same minimum wage. Yeah, because waiters you should make about two to three dollars. But hour. you get tips. But you get to keep your. She tips. just said, "Fight for fifteen for the waiters." For the, the waiters, waiters, that's what she said. Yeah. So Amy Adams went from the pay disparity in Hollywood that women are paid less. Not in Hollywood. Uh, not in porn. Mm-mm. Not in West Hollywood filmmaking. <laughs> Sorry. Maybe yeah. in Hollywood filmmaking, West Hollywood ain't the uh-uh. same. But she went from women are being discriminated against to. Teachers are being discriminated against. Yep. To waiters. Remember, it started out that it was about women in their industry. Now it's about waiters are not made it making enough. And by the way, as of 2017, I'm look, looking at the list. Every single teacher gets paid more than I do. Okay, well, there you go. All right. <laughs> so fight for 15 now. All right. We're we starting go. to have bigger conversations than just about what's happening in Hollywood. And, and let me just end with. Okay, hold on, hold on. She said because of the fight for 15. Yes. They're now starting to have the fight for 15. Not fight for 15. Excuse me. Me too. Yeah. In fact, let me make sure I get that right. Back that up. I want to hear that again. Because of me too and time's up, we're starting to have bigger conversations. No. What Brooke just did was. Take something that is not connected at all and try to give credit to an industry because or a movement that has nothing to do with it, you know, by fighting for 15 and whatever, because it doesn't connect. She took something that doesn't work and tried to make it look at how it's impacting these other things. It's not. It's just somebody suggested that other people ought to be paid. More. That's that's it. Listen. Get waiters paid the same minimum wage. That's what's great about what's happening with Time's Up. We're starting to have bigger conversations than just about what's happening in Hollywood. And and let me just end. Okay, hang on, hang on. Time's Up and Me Too are about sexual harassment, isn't it? Yes. Yes. But now we're starting to have bigger conversations about what people not getting paid, women, and then of course teachers, and now Mm -hmm. now waiters. Okay, now here's the little personal story she has. This, you know, talking about what we make still seems so taboo. I did something recently I had never done before, something (gasps) that actually felt 
a little uncomfortable for me at first. Hang on, hang on. Is this back to the porn industry? <laughs> I know. I, was I, get the good I recently did something that I've never done before. I did not know I could, but it's I a, did. It's a little uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm just going to let that sit there and make everybody fill in their own joke. Add your own joke here. I got a couple of words that I want to bust out, but I can't. Here we go. I told a girlfriend, a colleague, how much I make. I told her so that when time comes for her to negotiate her salary with her boss, that she is armed with not just numbers, but knowledge. We need to start speaking up about this. We need to stand up for what we're worth. Um, number one, you told a co- colleague what you make. So she's, she's armed with not just knowledge, but numbers. What's the difference in this? I'm sorry, but that's messed up. Number two... Um, what is you telling her for her negotiations? What does that have to do with women making sure Absolutely they make nothing. enough? Nothing. Did you tell Absolutely. the male colleagues? Did you tell the reporters so so they can make the same amount? You told the journalists that live, you know, help you out do your little broadcast? Right. You've got to remember, even within the industry, other female anchors at CNN even maybe should not be paid the same amount. It's a different shift. They have different job duties, right? Uh, clients advertise more or less with them. But so she believes that every anchor should be paid the same. How come she didn't tell the other anchors? Um, That's because Brooke Baldwin is a progressive. Logic, common sense, all lost on her. She's caught up in the emotion of the news that she reports every day. There's no common sense, no education, and no facts. It's just hand-wringing. What about... Everything that I, at any given moment, feel upset about. (laughs) That's what's going on. Why is Brooke Baldwin not out there fighting for the male porn stars? (laughs) She doesn't care about people? How come Amy Adams, was it Amy Adams? How Mm -hmm. come Amy Amy Adams Adams. isn't out there fighting for him? They don't care about him? No, they don't. Your attention, please. We are the number one show on the planet. The president said so. You're listening to The Morning Blaze, the number one listened to show on the planet. I'm talking billions and billions of people. Believe me. Believe me. See? This is The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. I right, get the tweets in the hashtag what I learned today. It's hashtag what I learned today. It's at Doc Thompson Show at Real Chris Cruz. Thanks so much for joining us today. Got to tell you about Riduzone. If Brooke Baldwin wants to make a little more money or anyone else, maybe you drop a couple pounds. Oh. No, I'm just saying we know Ouch. that attractive people, people in shape do better in the world. That is that true. That is just true. One of the, uh, if, if you want to get to people who are discriminated against, out of shape, oh, shape or overweight or just ugly people. Two people come in for the job, everything else the same, but one of them's a little chubby. Which one's getting the job? Yep. We just, it's true. It may not be right, but it's just true. Riduzone can help you out there. Riduzone is an awesome product. Riduzone is a product that's going to help you lose weight. Just go to riduzone.com. It gives you a full feeling and it boosts your metabolism. So as you go throughout your day, you don't have that constant, I just need to eat something that's like you're obsessing about it. 
If you've ever been on a diet, you know what I'm talking about. The whole day, it's just constantly on your mind. Riduzone helps uh, helps you put it out of your mind because you're full. You've got that naturally full feeling. And while you're dealing with all of that, going throughout your business, you're burning more calories and fat because it boosts your metabolism. It works great. You'll love it. It's at riduzone.com. R-I-D-U. Zone. Riduzone.com. Don't forget the promo code DOC. Tweets now. Larky Farkin tuning out water learn tonight. So, is Brooke saying that she's the highest paid employee at CNN? She's not? Hmm. Why not? Mm-hmm. Isn't she not a badass? Hmm. She's and not it, the highest paid employee. No, she's not. And then then he would go with uh, World of Spots saying Brooke Walgoin is just angry because she doesn't make that Anderson Cooper level money. No, he makes what? About 11, 11 million a year? She's yeah, a little 11. over a million bucks a year? That's it? Yeah. She's struggling by on a million bucks a year. Oh, she's struggling, dog. Here's the other thing. Um, If you went to the general public and you said, um, tell me who Anderson Cooper is. Mm -hmm. And then you went to the same people and you said, tell me who Brooke Baldwin is. Mm -hmm. Who's going to be more well-known? Anderson Cooper. Without question. He's so fascinating journalist, whatever you call him. I'll bet he is three or four times as well-known as Brooke Baldwin. 100%. Uh, maybe more, maybe 10 times. Well, you know. And he's paid 10 times as much. He's a Buzzy Silver Fox. So The what? Buzzy Silver Fox. Buzzy Silver Fox? What does oh, that mean? Yeah. That's who he is. That's his nickname on the street. His nickname on the street. If I walk out of Anderson Cooper, oh, you mean the Buzzy Silver Fox? Yep. Okay, I don't know what that means. Is that a gay thing? No, that's just his nickname. The Buzzy Silver... What does buzzy mean? Yeah, what does buzzy yeah, mean? Like a cut. You know, oh, like a cut. buzz cut. Yeah. The buzzy silver fox. Okay, I don't know where. what streets you're on where you're hearing the that. The streets. I'm sorry, buddy. <laughs> hey, guess what? Uh, the Billionaire Boys Club is going to be released July 18th. What is that? It's a movie. The Billionaire Boys Club. It's going to be released July 19th, two and a half years after it wrapped. Wow. Why so long in post-production? Well, it's been finished for a while. They just have been sitting on it. It stars Kevin Spacey. Oh, that's why. Yeah, Kevin Spacey. Did they erase him? Huh? No, Did they, they didn't. Him? He's he's in uh, beard and glasses most of the movie, so he's not as recognizable. Okay. But regardless, they waited to release this because of the whole scandal, the Me Too mm. thing, right? Do you remember when he got the allegations against him surfaced? Either, I'm trying to, either last year, late last year, or early this year. Yeah, it was late last year. It was right around Halloween, right around November 1st, late <laughs> October. That's seven and a half months ago. Wow. And he's back. They're going to release it. So wow. actually, yeah, by the time it comes out, it'll be, let's say, eight, a little eight. over eight months. Yeah. So that apparently is the amount of time to get beyond any of the allegations. Well, hold on, eight Doc months. Thompson. Uh-huh. He's a gay man. What do you mean? He came out when that incident happened. He was all about, hey, I'm a gay man. And it was very difficult. I struggled with being a gay man. So that's why he's coming back. He wrapped himself around the gay flag. In the gay flag? On the gay flag, in the gay flag. Okay. Um, He was was, uh, the guy from Rent, Anthony Rapp. Came, he's the one who first came forward and said, uh, Kevin touched me, whatever, laid okay. on top of me when I was 14. Oh, yes, part, that whatever. one, yes. Then other men came forward mm-hmm. and said, hey, Kevin did the same thing to me, that type of thing. 
He uh, lost the House of Cards gigs. These movies that he'd already filmed were absolutely shelved for Mm -hmm. a while. And now they say it's time to come. There's another guy, Richard DuPont, who's in the movie, actors in the movie. They asked him about this, and he said... It's time for Casey to uh, re- Spacey to reappear on this big screen. He said people have such short memories, and Spacey's almost unrecognizable in the movie anyway. So it's time for him to come back. Okay, so <laughs> it's time. The same thing that Bill Clinton did yesterday. Uh huh. It's time for him to come back. I mean, people have short memories, and you know, so time as, for him to come so back. So as long as you're re- uh, recognizable, right? And there's not, so nine months is enough time. Eight months. Eight, eight, months. eight months. Right. You're good to go. Yeah, exactly. You could, you could yep. do the rapey things, yep. but as long as you people know who you are uh-huh. and you have been out of the light for uh-huh. eight months, yep. you're back in business. Now, again, these are just Allegation. allegations. Yes. And I yes. hate the way it's been presented, but yes. it's funny because people that support these actors, other actors and actresses that also happen to be progressive are like, oh, no, that's fine. They don't care at all about the allegation that maybe, possibly, there is a victim in this thing. A guy who had this happen when he was 14. <laughs> now it's time for Kevin. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network. what could be what could be a waste of federal tax dollars your federal tax dollars what could be but i'll, I'll let you decide i hate when you say that you don't you don't want to decide no because usually would you pre- prefer that i tell you it's yeah, a waste? just tell me because then i'll be like oh, do I, they think i'm stupid or let, something no let me just go ahead and lay it out there okay. and i'll let you decide okay. if this is worthy of being spent i mean if you were prioritizing the budget and you say um Okay, $700,000 spent by the National National Institute of Health, the NIH. Okay. On a study attempting to see if they can use churches mm. to get Latinos to go to the park and work out. What's, what's a, <laughs> so they want to see, it's a study to see if they can use churches so now the church now is, the church is okay. It's okay. Now that's fine if the government then. Yeah. So so oh, no first amendment concerns idiots. then. Uh-huh. You idiot. So now you could use the church. Right, exactly. If oh. you're if you're trying to get the fatty Latinos to go uh, work out. And I'll tell you this. And not just work out anywhere, but in the park. In the park. Right. So, so another government use. Yeah, exactly. So researchers say that it's the first study of Latino Catholic church led workout events in public parts to parks to fight ob- obesity. Chris, this is the first study in the history of the world of Latino Catholic church-led workout events in public parks to fight obesity. Can you believe it's the first one? Yes. That no one has ever come up with this? I can tell you this. I can't believe it's the first one because I'm like, this is something that, as my shady face has, like, it should have done a long time ago because I just want the free money. Uh Uh-huh. All right, fat brown people, we're going to the church, or we're going to the park. And why just Catholics? Hang on, hang on. First of all, we got to go to mass. <laughs> and why just the Catholics? Are the Catholics the most fattest 
out of uh, all the religions? Because I know Catholic mm, is big in, in, in the United Latino. States. Pro- well, and it's probably Latino, because, sorry. you know, it's probably what yeah. it is, yeah. But I, damn. So I think well, like what would happen is uh, is it at the end of mass, mm-hmm. like right before you do the uh, the final blessing and the final uh, song is the way out to him, uh, that they're like, oh, um, hang on, and lady walks the entire length of the aisle of the sanctuary <laughs> up there, struggles to get up the steps. She has a clipboard, right? Makes the yeah the ee- with the microphone. <laughs> Immediately following the worship, there will be donuts served in the atrium from the Knights of Columbus. The Knights of Columbus will also be selling greeting cards for the Christmas season. We know it's only April, but order them now to get your (laughs) cards in time for the Christmas season. And also, uh, you fat ones will all be going to the park afterwards, too. You fat, fat brown people will all be going into the park. <laughs> I guess that's what it would be. Uh, according to the grant of proposal, course. public parks comprise local infrastructure that can be leveraged for community PA physical activity, mm-hmm. but tend to be underutilized, particularly in low income communities. Mm. So wait a minute. Public parks comprise local infrastructure, mm-hmm. as opposed to what international infrastructure. I guess you know those Chinamen. Uh, in other words, they write these and they just throw extra <laughs> damn words in they don't need um, that can be leveraged for physical activity. So public parks have infrastructure that can be leveraged for physical activity. Yeah, they have like because when I go to the park, usually I'm immobilized. <laughs> just bleh. Like you I can't, can't move. move. It's like getting into like some sort of like a, like a space ray or something. Yeah, I just can't move. Field. It's it's like they slip me a roofie as soon as I walk in. <laughs> I am burning no. There's no physical activity whatsoever. <laughs> take this. Take this. Take this. <laughs> Public parks can be leveraged for physical activity, but tend to be underutilized, particularly in low income communities. Who doesn't know that that's what parks are for? Wow. Okay. The stupid brown fat people. Right. They're they're <laughs> underutilizing the parks. And it goes on to say parks in low income and minority communities tend to have less PA or physical activity programming, especially targeting adults and higher crime and other factors that affect park use. It goes on to say there is a need for interventions that can address community concerns, target the built environment, and activate park use. We got parks. Activate. The fatties aren't using them. Let's get them to use them. That's it. That's uh-huh. Researchers say they believe that they can co-opt. Okay, so that's the, par- the, the park part mm-hmm. of it. We got these parks. The fatties aren't using us. Let's add a bunch more words, several sentences, and a couple of extra paragraphs to say that unnecessarily. Now we bring in the churches. They think that they can go uh, co-opt a church's social network. Okay. Because, you know, a lot of times church has other activities. Like I said, the fellowship. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and uh, they can use the church's quote, and this is in the grant, the grant okay. proposal that your federal government hmm. gave $700,000 to. Of course, the grant coming from supported by progressives. 
Yeah. No, there's no conservatives that are supporting the National Institute of Health and all this Mm-mm. crap. They want to use co-op the church's moral authority to get Latinos to exercise. So now the church is okay, basically. We want to pay $700,000 uh, and employ Catholic guilt. That's this, what they're saying. This shows that they do not understand. I'll tell you faith. what, if this works, man, the Catholic Church has some serious income coming. Oh. If, they, if they find new ways to leverage Catholic guilt to get money, hey, Father, um, yeah, I got, uh, I got a sausage stand uh, a couple of blocks down. Okay. I'm not doing so well. I'm dying over here. Okay. Maybe, uh, maybe hook me up. Maybe at the end of the sermon, you tell them Jesus wants them to eat sausages. Oh, okay. You see what I'm saying? Oh, you're doing the Lord's work. Padre, listen, I'm here. They have to eat. I'm dying. I I, I got a family to feed, right? You know, I'm not asking you for money. Mm -hmm. No, I'm just saying. Maybe encourage them to stop down to uh, Pete's House of Sausage. You'll see it. You've seen me with the green awning, right? Two blocks down. Here he goes, 10% off the clergy. Oh, thank you. Right? I mean, all kinds of ways to do this. Wow. According to the grant proposal, it says churches are credible. True. Well, some. Stable entities that have significant reach within Latino communities and a history of social service provision and advocacy related to health and well-being. Minus that whole sexual assault of children thing. According to the grant proposal, our research has found that church-based interventions can be effective across wide ranges of health issues and types of churches. So this study is going to develop, they say, a, quote, multi-level and intersectional intervention joining Latino Catholic churches with local parks. Sounds like a marketing scheme. Like a multi-pyramid scheme? Is that what it is? (laughs) And once we work Amway into the proposal... (laughs) You'll be selling soap door to door while getting that exercise. They say approximately uh, 1,500 parishioners in uh, L.A. are going to be recruited for the project. Uh, Researchers are going to measure the effects of working out in a park, in public parks, on parishioners' waist circumference, waist-to-hip ratio, body fat, mental health, and perceived social support for physical activity. Wow. Um, I can sum all of this up. Okay. With, I mean, because I just, words. I gave you a lot. You did. So many words. When they yeah. write grant proposals, I think a lot of women write these. I think it's so the many, many words, words, the many money you get. Is that it? <laughs> um, scam. I'll just say uh, BS. Huh? Just boil that down. Yeah. Unneeded. That'd be a word you could use as well. So again, they're going to uh, measure the effects of these people that work out, their waist circumference, weight to hip, waist to hip ratio, body fat, mental health, and perceived social support for physical activity. They say the study involves peer-led walking groups. <laughs> peer-led. They're never running it. Okay, Steve, we want to just go out and walk around the park with these people. <laughs> Other park-based church events. Okay. It uh, integrates churches, vast social network, moral authority, and influence with park structure and organizational capacity, and uh, uh, professional uh, with professional expertise. They say. Mm. They say if the intervention proves effective, if it's effective, 
then then they see increased community capacity, then uh, they're going to try to do this on a nationwide scale. Wow. They got $699,085. If they couldn't have done it with $699,080, it was the five bucks that got it done (laughs) right over the edge. By the way, that's what they've gotten so far. However, the research project continues through April of 2023. Oh. <clears throat> yeah, they got they got like a lot more time here. They got five wow. more years or so. So, yeah. They're in good shape with this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just love how... So, is were, uh, what do you think? Good idea? Needed? Not? Oh, no, it's not needed, but it's huh. completely racism. How is it racist? Uh, first of all, you're saying that only Latino brown people are fat. Then you're saying they're misusing the parks for like crime no see i think you're misunderstanding this they're not saying yeah yeah they're not saying latinos are fat this is actually a positive for latinos yeah for fat latinos no 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 you're you're taking it wrong what they're saying is white people we're used to white people being fat and ugly okay that's acceptable but latinos they're too hot to be fat i think that's what it is you think that's it? No, no, I think no? it's just, just, just fat. By the way, this is like, let's use the church for this moral compass. For no. everything else, you know, like, I don't know, anything, marriage and family Helping, and, uh, and loving each other. Mm-hmm. And uh, no, screw those morals. We need that. We need that priest. Not just that, but remember when uh, they used to say, hey, uh, we're going to use the church and that to try to feed people? Yeah. And now we're going to get them to try to stop eating? That's really what they're saying. I'm sorry. Shouldn't is... we be telling the story of success in America? Yes. And that, hey, uh, we have solved the, uh, the poverty issue or um, people not having enough to eat, malnutrition. Yeah, that's, that says a lot. No. Also, I guess so. I was like, what if the person wants to, just wants to be fat? Oh, no, you're not allowed to just be fat. You can't make that decision for yourself. You know, and I'll tell you this. In the Latino community where I come from, we love to eat. And when we eat, we eat like rice, pork chop, bean salad, and platanos, and mofongos, and all these other things. Mm -hmm. We eat. Uh Some of us just want to eat and be fat and be happy. You can't do that. That is so annoying. No, you've got to be the size they tell you. And that size may change in the future. Oh, you may get back to oh, the same. Oh, I know. Because I was in the military and they're like, you have to be this weight. I'm like, yeah. that's impossible. So that may end up changing. So we'll see. Uh, a couple of days ago. So the, I saw this story yesterday afternoon. Okay. Decided we were going to talk about it. Okay. And Monday, I, I've been running. Yes. I uh, went to pick up a friend at the airport who came in Monday morning. Okay. And I uh, immediately got off the air. And I usually run around the studios here. Got off the air. And I was like, oh, they're coming in about an hour and a half. I want to run about an hour. I could run here and then quickly get in the car. But what if I hit traffic? You know, let me get in the neighborhood of the airport. So if something goes wrong, I'm at least close by and I can pick them up. So I parked near the airport. And Dallas Love Field has um, this little lake right near it with uh, running trails and walk trails. Yeah, yeah. it's nice. I'm running through it. I think it was Monday morning. And kid you not, I go past uh, like a little community center and there is a group of large, what looked like Latino women, kind of in some sort of little jazzercise thing outside in the middle of the park. So the pier playing, playing music (laughs) and all doing a little, you know, step to the side, step to the side, back, forward, front, jump, hop, turn around. Right. Yeah. That's what they were doing. So I don't know. Maybe it's a part of it. Wow. But as soon as I read this, I was like, I wonder if that's what they were doing. Wow. That's pretty cool. If it, uh, I know it's a government waste, but that's pretty cool. If we already 
down it's the street. It's already out there. They said they were going to do it in L.A., but if if it isn't part of this, what it shows, that people, people are, are actually already doing this. <laughs> so maybe we don't need it then. Uh, again, if people want to lose weight, they'll do it themselves. Uh, yeah, that could be. Could be. Again, read you zone. You want to try that. Yeah. That'll help you out a whole bunch. If you're tired of programs like this, you're tired of your money uh, being wasted on stuff like this, uh, maybe you support candidates and ideas and programs and values that uh, do not support stuff like this. Do that, you can do I'm it just easily. Just man. No, you don't even have to do a whole lot. Take about uh, 10 minutes today and switch your uh, mobile account over to a Patriot mobile account. Oh. Give up whatever other service you use right now in, fa- in favor of Patriot mobile because they do a great job and they guarantee that they constantly work on your behalf for candidates and ideas and programs that you support and do not give money to those that you do not. Unlike every other Patriot, Mo- uh, every other mobile company out there, Patriot Mobile only gives money to conservative causes. As part of the uh, cost of doing business, they support conservative and libertarian causes. Yeah, but conservatives, we usually, you know, they, they can't make good products and they suck. No, we make so a lot means, of good ones. So that means like the sale reception is going to be horrible. No, I'm it's gonna, not. Because can you hear they me have, now? Yeah, yeah. Can, they, can you yes. hear me? Yep, they can. Oh, yep. they can. They have great coverage, amazing customer service as well. Find out at patriotmobile.com slash doc. You could also call 800-A-PATRIOT and they got great deals this month. Too. So that means I'm going to pay like a hundred bucks for data no, plans. No, you can start unlimited data plans for just 20 bucks a month. No, no, no. I'm, I'm talking about like data plan, you know, like. Yeah, that's yeah, that's it. That's the price. Okay, so and that you means. Trade, uh, great deals on phones, too. So that means that the f- when no. I buy the phone, no. they want like $89.99. No, back, you get an iPhone uh, 6S for just $6 a month, a J7 Samsung, whatever, whatever that, that is, is, for $6 a month as well. PatriotMobile.com huh. slash doc. Sign up today. It's PatriotMobile.com slash doc. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. The Blaze Radio Network. Uh, by the way, Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi are fanning the flames of that uh, discontentment with a, uh, another group of people. You know, you know, they divide people up by race, oh, religion, yeah, yeah, yeah. everything else, do whatever. Yeah. Uh, they're back to uh, fanning the flames of discontent amongst teachers and trying to get them on board Vote Democrat this fall. They have announced a plan called A Better Deal for Teachers and Students. Okay, okay. okay. A better deal. And basically, all they're going to do is give teachers a lot more federal tax dollars. Of course. That's it. We just throw money at it. That's the solution that we have. We just throw more money at it. Yep, that's it. Uh, and this is all about trying to get uh, Democrats elected. Toward the end of the Obama administration, some teachers started becoming um, a little less supportive of Democrats. Mm. Uh, which And Arne Duncan was not as much in the tank for teachers. I mean, Obama was still much more on, you know, in favor of the unions and all this stuff than some other presidents, but not as much as they had hoped. They had hoped because Obama's so in the tank for unions and leftist causes, they thought the money was going to flow from D.C. like manna from heaven. <laughs> and it didn't. And some of that then came because the, the House was taken back by Republicans mm-hmm. and then the Senate. Uh, so it's kind of dried up there. But they didn't think Arne Duncan and President Obama did enough to go in there and fight for teachers and introduce a bunch of new bills and legislations and spending and all this stuff. So they became a little disillusioned. Well, now Chuck and Nancy say, well, teachers aren't supporting Trump. Mm-hmm. The unions aren't going to support Trump. Let's go back to, hey, we'll help you. We like you. So 
they have announced a plan called a better deal for teachers and students that just gives more money to teachers. It's not really about the teach about the no. students. So there's a couple of main pieces to it. Number one, they will give your tax dollars mm-hmm. fifty billion to states. What? Fifty billion to states to increase teacher pay. <clears throat> so is that going to go to teachers, or is that just going to go to like a campaign to increase their pay? Uh, no, it'll go to teacher pay. Oh, <clears throat> so now you're talking. A uh, billion dollars on average per state wow. is what they're talking just to increase teacher pay. How many school districts in America do we even know? How many teachers? I wonder how many school districts. Um, if I remember, darn, I'm trying to remember how many. I had heard this at one time. I think it's counties. I think there's 4,500 counties in America. So there is 13,506 school districts. How many? 13,506. 13,506. Six. Okay, hang on. Hang on. Uh, divided by 13,506. Mm-hmm. Um, that's $375,000 on average per school districts is what that wow. would be. They would give $370,000 if I did my math right. I think I did it right. Well, I'm not a mathematician, so I'm sorry. I can't help out on that one. Five. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, 370000 So every school district would automatically get to hire uh, half a dozen more teachers, something mm-hmm. like that. And that's not where it ends. Uh, it would be $50 billion to direct teacher pay that would also be used to recruit strong, diverse workforce for the next 10 years. So what they're going to do is they'll use that money to increase the pay of incoming teachers in order to get them to uh, to become teachers. Because so many people, I'm sure, are you know, not becoming teachers. And they need a strong, diverse workforce, meaning there's not enough minority teachers. So that's $50 billion right to the salaries. And then another $50 billion For what? School infrastructure. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I could probably get behind on the school... Mm-hmm. You know, no. Yeah. Have you seen the palaces for schools, Doc Thompson? Especially the one like where you ran that that trail right oh, yeah. there. I thought it was university. It's a stupid high school. It is spectacular. It's a cathedral. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, no. When I was in school, I know I'm not that old. But I was in school. Those are what are those trailers? That's yeah, what my school was. Yeah, and that's it. Like, I'm sorry. Yes, I know kids spend there a lot of times, but you do not. Um, there's no info. No. And I know there's well, some Well, do the pictures. same math because I did it again. Another $50 billion. That's yeah. another almost $400,000 for per school district. district. Yeah. And how many schools does that district have? And then, so, oh, this is No, so, so I'm saying that every school stupid. district will be able to put $400,000 to build a new school. So every state then, you wouldn't, you know, not every school district yeah. need it. But build a bunch more schools, throw it there. And yeah, I know all the teachers started tweeting and, and Facebook and like pictures of their classrooms that are messed up. By the okay, way, I get you got to remember, this is a $100 billion plan that is in addition to all Whatever. of the monies they already get. This is not, well, this will be the budget. This is on top of the hundreds of billions 
that school districts get anyways from the Department of Education that takes a handling fee, remember, because we send our money to D.C. and they got a bunch of worker bees standing around that'll dole this back out. And then that's not in addition to or that's in addition to what the states give per district. But that's not it. They're also going to provide additional support to initiatives that increase capacity in school and assure all students have access to academic opportunities such as computer science, music, and civics. <laughs> what that means is they're going to give more money to those things as well. Then they're going to, they say, um, protect a teacher, all teachers' access to collective bargaining. Huh? They're going to support the unions. Ah, uh, Well, that's where their money's going. How's that our fault? And... They say they're going to meet the federal commitment to fund special education. Okay. Uh, that means they're going to uh, go ahead and spend money on that as well. Oh, this is so stupid, dude. And this is all not to take care of teachers, no. not to make or not to make education better, not take care of students. It's to take care of teachers. It's to simply give them money so they will vote Democrat. I'm so dumb. They're with using that. federal money to buy votes. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Part of Generation Blaze. On the Blaze Radio Network. days ago from a wonderful lady that I've known for many years from Central Virginia area. And she said, Doc, there's something going on. I've got to tell this story. You're going to be fascinated by it. The real Gail joining me now. How are you, Gail? Fine, Doc. How are you, dear? Doing well. Okay. So explain, uh, at one point you lived in the state of Illinois, right? You grew up there? I grew up there, born and raised, school, college, work. Uh, I've been gone. I haven't lived in the area where we're talking about, the Quad Cities, which is Rock Island, Moline, Illinois, home mm-hmm. of John Deere. Uh, I was in the Chicago area when I worked for the Department of Corrections. Oh, that's so, right. Uh, By the way, Gail, that's right. She walked a beach. She was up there with a the shotgun. She was on that uh, that catwalk, right? Yeah, and then in the tower, you got to have the cat. You got to have the shotgun and the. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, so Gail calls and tells me, "Said Doc, I have not lived in Illinois for what twenty years or so." Uh, about twenty-two. Okay, and she said recently. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, Gail is retired. Her social security comes up. Her check is about ninety dollars short. Right. Correct. Yeah, I've been seeing regular retirement social security for about six and a half years. About ninety dollars. Yeah, about ninety dollars short or so. She doesn't know why. And you tried tracking it down, and it took a while. And they said the state of Illinois has garnished your Social Security income for that month to the tune of about eighty-eight bucks. Why did they do that? Well, uh, it took me a while here in the Richmond area. You know, we're close to DC. Called Social Security. It took a while. Uh, and the girl in the Social Security office up there in DC area, she said, "Yeah, we've been getting a lot of calls." And uh, I said, well, what happened? And my check is automatically deposited to my bank account, okay? And I just called the check to make sure it got there, you know. know. And uh, 
through the recording, and uh, it was short, so I called. It takes about two hours for someone to get back to you because they're so busy up there. And the girl gave me a trace number, and then she goes, well, you were garnished. It was $88.12. And I said, well, who did it? And she had a trace number, and she goes, it was the Illinois Department of Human Services, DHS, Human Services. Like welfare in that. Yeah, and well, I, you know, I'm going, well, geez, what's that? And I called them. It took forever going through menus and getting someone to call you back. You have no idea. I've been doing this now. It'll be two weeks come Friday. So okay. Check it. Okay. And they said, well, it was garnished because you had an overpayment in September of 1988. So 30 That's years ago. Yeah, yeah. Well, I got the pay. I said, send me the paperwork, which was, because was a, I've worked all my life, Doc. Okay, I was 38 years old, had a teenage daughter. I'd been divorced for years, always worked. Uh, I probably was in between jobs or, you know, looking for another one. And someone suggested calling, getting food stamps, which I'd never done in my life, so I did. And I got the records here from Illinois about four days ago. And it's just two or three pages, real short pages, because I wasn't on that long. How, about how and, long were you on welfare, food stamps? Well, according to their chart, if you saw these charts, I should have faxed them to you mm-hmm. first. You'd call, what does this mean? It looks like I applied in... December 30th of of, uh, 86. Okay. I got the first check in January of 87, Mm -hmm. and they were small, okay, but I was thankful. Um, And it went through, it shows January through August of 87. Okay. Okay. At which time I probably found another job. I've had a lot of jobs. I've lived in seven states so far. And, uh, you know, I canceled them. Right. So about seven because, months you're on the welfare between jobs. Yeah, Got it. Yeah, about, yeah, about, yeah. Well, the last one was eight of 87, according okay. to this list. Okay. And um, mind you, uh, they sent another page. Now, I don't know if they made a mistake on this, this ledger, but uh, they had me at two different addresses and two different birthdays. They had my birthday wrong on, you know. <laughs> Okay, but, uh, very efficient, but, very efficient. Oh, I hear you. And it said issue date 9-7 of 88. Now, I don't know if that was a typo, and they really meant Name 87. of 87, okay? Mm-hmm. And it said uh, I was overpaid $75, okay? But so that was an 88, I mean, almost, a, you know, which I think should have been 87. Right. So they're saying they, they overpaid. There's, there's a possibility. They didn't even say definitively. And they have yeah. two different birth dates and everything else and addresses. So could there be another real gale out there? The oh, real, no, real gale. No. What it is, they just turn the number around in my. Uh, oh, okay. So, and, but, so they say there's they had, a, but only a possibility that they overpaid you 30 years ago, $70. And they turned that into Social Security to get their $70 back 30 years no, later. No, it was $75. Was 75 Plus 14 in handling fee. <laughs> wow. But, uh, but here's the initial letter that I got with some girl, um, you know, the other day. And this is what she put in her letter this June of this, you know, this. Oh, no, it was June of last year. No, this year, June 5th. Okay. Uh-huh. Here was the demand, the original demand letter for right. October of 88. Okay. After they over. They want their money. Right. Well, I never got this letter because they had two different addresses. Right. Okay, so here's what it says, demand letter. I love it. It says, we believe Uh, that your household has received an overpayment of food stamps of $75 for the period of 
September 88th through September 88th. So they don't even they don't even know. Yeah. They just believe. Yeah. They can't even yeah. prove it. Yeah, and said because of an error or misunderstanding on your part. <laughs> How dare you, Gail, absconding with an additional $75 maybe? Uh, well, you know, maybe. Hey, I tell you. So, but Gail, the big problem here, so here it is 30 years later, okay, a possible overpayment, they've just gotten to it, and you're retired now, you know what, guys, just leave it alone. Just just move on, right? Well, well, since there's no, you received that uh, Social Security Act statute I sent you, right? Yeah. Okay, there's no statute of limitations. Now, I look at it this way. If they sent me this letter in October of 88, Okay, and that act didn't go into effect until uh, 97. But still, you know, that's still 11 years. They, they never tried to contact me at either one of the addresses they have wrong uh, on the original ones from back, so, you know, in 88. So, so here's the point. You're right. You got this original act, um, whether it applies or not. But it's petty. It's 30 years later. It was their screw up. And and right. they and then finally they don't even tell you what they're doing, they just go ahead and do it. That's it, right? And they don't they don't let well, you know, right? Well, yeah, because because through this debt act of 1996, right, they, all they have to do is submit any of their records to the Treasury Department. And the Treasury Department controls Social Security and what cuts or whatever, right? You know, but and, Gail, uh, here's the here's the thing about it. So first of all, it's a story of bad government. Several mistakes made over the course of 30 years. But there's another angle here. The reason I wanted to have you on about this when I heard it is I started thinking, why is Illinois suddenly so interested in going after 70 bucks from 30 years ago? And then it dawned well, on me. The story, oh, that we've, the story that we've told over the last couple of months is Illinois is so desperately in bankrupt uh, bankruptcy. They are so out of money from these big government services that they provided all those years that, and, you know, government workers and everything else and the unions and the um, the worker bee salaries and retirements that they are now going as desperate as going back 30 years for 70 bucks. And if you said yeah, D.C., yeah. if D.C. said that there's, they've been getting a lot of this, that means they're going after other people, too. Well, Doc, it's not just Illinois. Now, Illinois is corrupt. Trust me, I know. And I even sued the union. Don't even get me going about the right. union. I sued the union when I worked at Stateville. But um, the whole thing is other states might be doing this because if you can wait. Now, this debt goes back 30 years. Right. Okay? And they're waiting till just last month to take it out. And I think what they're doing is, and other states might be doing it too, they're going through the records of people now that they know are 65 and older because they know it's a sure thing. They can submit this that bill to Treasury. The person doesn't even know what, what's going on. That You don't get a notice. Your Social Security is going to be cut. And you have to track it down like uh, Sherlock Holmes or Columbo to find out what's going on. And, uh, you know, no one tells you anything. And hey, as far as I know, Doc, they could do it again next month. Wow. You never know. Well, Gail, I appreciate you telling your story and sharing it with everybody, and hopefully there'll be some good that comes out of this, all right? Well, Doc, you know what I would like to do? Because I contacted uh, Congressman Whitman here in the Virginia area. And Rob Whitman, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, no one gets back to me. I want, I, want you, I want Mr. Trump, President Trump, I love you. I voted for you once, I'll vote for you again. <laughs> will you please, will you please? 
do something about this. You know what, Gail? No, you're right. And what we'll do is I'll go ahead. This will be posted in podcast form later on and everything. And we'll get everybody to say, hey, maybe they start asking their representative. This is a real problem. If you're taking money out of people's accounts and going back 30 years for it and they're, they're hit with this, yeah, this is a big problem. All right, Gail, I appreciate the, uh, the info. Thanks so much, hon. Well, hey, love you and thank you for all your help. All right, thanks so much. You see, there's another problem with this too, though, that... Yeah, they're going after the $30, and it's a problem. And if they overpaid her, that's fine. They should be up on this. But instead of saying, we've got all this debt right now, we've racked up all this debt, and going after people that are currently scamming the system in Illinois, they're going to go back on Gail for 30 years when she's worked most of her life. You don't think there's thousands of people in the state of Illinois that are scamming the system right now? I guarantee you there's tens of thousands of people scamming welfare in the state of Illinois alone, and they're going back 30 years to find $70 when all they had to do was go after one person this month who's scamming the system in Illinois, and it would have made up for that $70 and more. That's what's really going on. All right, quick break. Back with more. Get your tweets in. Hashtag what I learned today. It's at Doc Thompson Show at Real Chris Cruz. The next generation of talk radio. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. On the Blaze Radio Network. It's not offensive if it's true, right? This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. So it's so frustrating to me to think that you've got all the people that are scamming the system, hmm. all the people that are scamming welfare. Hmm. And I've told the stories, I'm sure most people that have known anybody on welfare, you know the scams that happen. Yeah. How many people, how many times have you been approached with somebody saying, hey, I'll give you 50 cents on the dollar if you give me cash for these food stamps? Yep. Uh, people that, that have their own cell phone but still get the Obama phone. I mean, I know so many of those stories. Maybe I'm just around a lot of unscrupulous people. Maybe I'm, it's the areas I'm from. I mean, I grew up in in some more depressed rural areas. I think so too. But uh, you know, everybody right now is talking about oh Puerto Rico. All the and by the way, if you want to talk about using the government maliciously, go to Puerto Rico. They are using all those welfare. Um, EBT, WIC, they are using it so maliciously, it is ridiculous. It's embarrassing to see my fellow islanders misusing my money. Knowing that you really don't need it. Yes. And, and you can tell it's in the stuff they're buying with it. It's a, a it's brand incredible. new Escalade? And yeah, they, they go like this. They're like, yeah, they, first of all, they drive better cars. I, I told the story, um, I think I've told it on this program. I'm in Richmond, Virginia on... Uh, West Broad, right near WRVA where I used to work. Okay. And so we were off of West Broad. You down this little side road like a mile and there we were. Mm-hmm. Well, <clears throat> there's a Taco Bell right down around the corner. And I'd go to it now and then. I'm in there. Is, uh, in, uh, Taco Bell and then a subway. I was in the subway. Okay. In the subway. And I'm waiting in line. And the, this one lady that is just taken forever. And she's like, no, I want this. Too much. Too much lettuce. Get that off of there. 
She 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 goes more lettuce, more, okay, got it, got more, it, got it. more, more. Too much. Now take some of that off. Take it. Take more. Oh, I hate those people. A little more back, and she kept doing this stuff for a six inch sub. It took her forever. Oh, horrible, horrible. I'm trying to be patient. Finally, get to the end of the line, and the guy goes, <clears throat> "Um, yeah, uh, that'll be like four dollars or whatever it was, mm-hmm, right?" Mm-hmm. Whatever it was, five dollar foot line. It was like four bucks. And she starts uh, pulling out money, and uh, she pulls out a couple of dollars, and she's uh, she's short by mm. like a dollar. Okay. And she goes, uh, "Do you take food stamps?" Excuse me. Do you take food stamps? And he's like, "No." Why would you? And he goes, "She goes, well, can I just you know give you a food stamp, some food stamps for him, whatever?" And he's like, "No, you need a dollar." She turns around immediately and goes meet this other guy and a couple people stand there. She goes like, oh, somebody give me a dollar. Who's going to give me a dollar? Excuse, someone give me a dollar? Mm-hmm. Now like, hey, no. can I have a dollar? Right. Now, she has food stamps. Yes. She could have gone and bought these yes. things to do it. And she had a bunch in her card, so she could have a bunch of money stacked. A lot of people yeah. keep the yeah. um, you know, huge tally on it, whatever. Uh, demanded the money and everybody just looked at her like this. Like, what are you going to do here? Yeah. Now, that was all bad. And it, the story is longer and how obnoxious she was. But I put it out of my mind. Uh, one guy finally stepped up, gave her a dollar. And she got her sub and left. Because she wasn't going to leave. She was. Just oh, no, be she wanted her sub. Right. And we're just trying to get through it. Great, done. As I leave, she gets in a pimped out Cadillac oh, Escalade that was worth more than my house. That's what we're talking about. You know those stories exist. How many of those stories do you think exist in the state of Illinois? And the state of Illinois, instead of saying, let's crack down on current welfare abuse, said, let's go back 30 years to get $70, Chris. Wow. $75 plus. Whatever. Whatever it was. But I bet you. The- oh, and, 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 I'm sorry, real quick. And as Gail pointed out, they couldn't even prove that they overpaid her. It was a possibility that they did. Gail working her all, whole life on food stamps for seven months. And by the way, think about how much money was wasted in that investigation. Right. People have to do People it. have to get through. paid. A salary has to go out to that worker bee that went out and did the investigation. So let's sum it up here a little bit. <clears throat> the state of Illinois okay. was not efficient in monitoring if they did overpay her 30 years Ooh. ago. So there was a Potentially a government failure. Yes. 30 years ago. For 30 years, they did not catch this. If it's true, right? Yeah. During that time when Gail was paid that, even before and since, for decades after decades, the state of Illinois has handed out food stamps like it's free, like it doesn't cost anybody, like it's air. Here you go. Free money. Right. Not policing welfare fraud. Not, you know, cracking down to make sure they're not overpaying. Handing this stuff out like that, which is a government failure. They also did not monitor government worker bees' salaries and continue to kick the can down the road when it came to salaries. Because here's the deal. And a lot of states have been doing this for 50 years or so. They said, we don't want to tell the government workers and the unions that we're not going to give them a raise. Otherwise, they'll strike and there'll be problems. And then when I'm up for re-election, whether I'm a town councilman, a governor, a state senator, whatever, I'm not going to get (laughs) re-elected. 
So the I can't go to the taxpayers and say, we need more money to taxes to pay for this. States have to balance their budgets. We know that, right? It's mandated. Mm-hmm. So what I'll do is I'll work a separate deal with the unions where I don't have to pay them now. And the pay is, yeah, we're not going to give you a raise, but I'll give you a better retirement because I'm not on we'll the hook for that, right which is a government failure. Mm-hmm. And they've done that for 50 years. So again, government failure. Continued government failure over 30 years. Prior to Gale being on food stamps, during and since government failure with food stamps. Then the government, kicking the can down the road, has not set up a solid financial situation for Illinois. And that's where we are today. So to get out of it, they don't say, let's go after the people scamming now. Let's stop providing all of those services whether it's to union employees or uh, people that are on social services, let's not clean that up. No. We will still overfund all of that stuff. We'll go after somebody from 30 years ago. Unbelievable. So why are they not going after those people today? The same reason that they continue to kick the can down the road. Because if they start cracking down on welfare, those are voters they're cracking down on or potential voters. And they know those people may vote against them. Gail, it's 30 years ago. Come and on. you're not even in the state anymore. What do we have to do? We'll go and get that 70 bucks from you. And the insult to injury is, well, we're not even going to tell you why we garnished your social security. Come on. She, she just had to track it down. All that time and effort. <clears throat> Is that unbelievable? It's ridiculous. Oh, did you hear what she said at the beginning of the interview, too? She said, uh, when she talked to Social Security, they said they've been getting a lot of this. Meaning they're really diving deep into the past. Very frustrating. All right, get your tweets in with the hashtag, what I learned today. If uh, you're somebody that has suffered uh, from any type of buildup in your ear, wax buildup via disease, or you just don't know how to clean your ears, because you see those commercials, they go, don't stick that in your ear. Well, how am I supposed to clean your ear? They never tell you that. No, they don't. They just say, don't (laughs) stick those in your ear. You mess up your eardrum. Don't do that. How am I supposed to clean it? They just tell me not to do it or whatever. (laughs) And you see people with the Q-tip and the Q-tip commercial. They're like, clean your ear. And you see them not even by the canal. It's like like, on the outside, behind mm -hmm. the ear. So what do you do? You go to usewaxrx.com. Usewaxrx.com. And get the WaxRx system. It's a fantastic system that... It was designed by doctors to safely and effectively clean out your ear. Three-step system. You put eardrops in that softens the earwax, especially designed pump. You get a lot of solid power, but it's not going to hurt you or anything like that. That'll flush all the remnants out. And then you use the pH balance rinse that finishes it off that leaves your ears soft and supple. Get it today at WaxRx, or excuse me, use WaxRx.com. The promo code you want to use is radio to get it shipped to your door for free. It's usewaxrx.com. So we got tweets. Yes, I do. I got the C42 saying the Illinois DHS took Gail's money because hashtag white privilege tax. Oh, it's Gail's white privilege tax. How do you know she's white? <laughs> How do you know that? Stinky tweeting out what a lantern. Give me a dollar's worth of lettuce. That's what it was. It really was. This woman, 
Dude, I remember telling the story on the air in Virginia, and it was like an hour-long story of how nutty this woman was. But the final, though, when I walked out and saw see her getting in the I was like, you mother, you're in there bumming a dollar from people. You have food stamps. You got an Escalade And like you got this. that beautiful car. Do you know how many people on welfare have, you know, four or five dogs? They're buying beer. They're smoking cigarettes. They have a big screen TV and all of this. You have a better phone than me. No. If you're asking people to pay for you in any way, you shouldn't have those things. Yep. Uh, you got whole tweeting out. Uh, Illinois is the next California. Um, yeah. When it comes to that, a lot of that stuff. Yeah, uh, you're right. beware of crazy eyes saying Illinois is my first choice for retirement. Sounds lovely. Let's see, seventy dollars and thirty years in thirty years interest. You owe twelve million dollars. <laughs> yeah, that's the only thing they didn't do. <laughs> Sorry, what's our budget shortfall? I know. Yeah. 168 million. Okay, let's find some Sorry, more. Gail, you owe us 168 million. I mean, it's charges and interest, you know. <laughs> uh, Jack- it's a billion percent interest compounded minutely. Jackal uh, Angry Beaver tweeting out Foul, the government keep track of 75 overpayments of welfare funds, but they can't tell what they did with like maybe $10 million of the State Department. Right, right. Remember that? Yes. Oh, that one's just, that's one of a thousand examples from the last couple of years where money is just gone. So let's track 75 bucks. But, ho, ho, wait a minute. We can't find <laughs> hundreds of millions of dollars. Or excuse me, did I say millions? Yes. Idiot. Hundreds of billions there of dollars from the Iraq war. Mm. Just in plane loads of money that went over there. We don't even know what happened. We don't know where what. That's that bitch Gale. $70 overpayment, maybe, in 1988. Maybe. No, that, that's the thing. Maybe. Maybe. But you notice in that case, they saw, they saw it on the air of, well, yeah, let's just go ahead and get we the money We have to investigate. We have we to have investigate. To, let's go get it from her. Let's assume it How is. Do you, do, you do not want us to investigate if we messed up. Right. <laughs> so stupid. Uh, you got uh, the pickle squirrel saying, how much money could the average American get back if we shut down the uh, Federal um, Department of Education? Oh, it'd be gobs and gobs of money. I think so, too. I was trying to look for their budget, but uh, it didn't. Well, you have to do, it's this simple. You take their budget, whatever it is, and it's going to be into the tens, maybe hundreds of billions of dollars. Probably. You take their budget and you uh, see how much money they give to the states, is doled out to the states. Mm -hmm. And whatever's between those two numbers, Mm -hmm. that's how much they're paying for buildings and pens and computers and whatever else they... Oh, uh, trips and uh, whatever else they take. Yeah, that's it. All of that money could and should stay in the States because the Federal uh, Department of Education is unnecessary. Yeah, we don't need it. This is The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network. All right, did, are you going to find the Candace Owen one? Yeah, I did. I did find it. So oh, we you can, did find yeah, it. Yeah, I did find it. Yeah. Okay, we'll we'll talk about that in a minute. I just uh, during the break we start talking about something, and I think we uh, we may have missed a little bit of an issue, a little thing going on. Yeah, and I didn't want to get into it because I think I want to get into it now. I now think, you do? I think I do. Okay. Not, not this moment, but no, no, we'll no, do not it this moment. Up. Yeah, because uh, 
Okay, never mind. Because right. we're going to get to it. I'm going to get aggravated. All right, we'll get down to it in a moment. First of all, i got to tell you about iTarget Pro. iTarget Pro, it's really a cool system. Um, I was out uh, firing recently. You did? Whoa. Whoa. <clears throat> what? How recently? A couple days ago. You? What? 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 You know, I don't mind you going out with Brad Staggs, you know, for like lunch, dinner, a couple right. of beers and stuff like that. But you go shoot. Was it with Brad Staggs? Well, you go shooting. What? what? I didn't say. Me. I didn't say it was with Brad. Yeah, that face says it all. You are such a. It was. I went shooting with. What did you shoot? No, um, just don't give it. To, don't don't tell because you're just gonna frustrate me. Probably shot a, uh, some new. It was. I went shooting recently with some friends. Did the iTarget help you? Um, I was just gonna say. Um, I was at. Um, no. A gun manufacturer's. I, I knew it. I what? freaking knew it. A little little tour. And then, you got a tour, and I bet you got to test some of the guns that have not been out for sale yet. Yep, there it is. Yes. Yep. yep. Okay. And they have their own range. Was it in Texas? Because that's just a slap, like slap in the face. Yes. Close? Yes. Like, would I need to like go overnight or can no, I just come no, back and like an hour? Oh, you... What? And so we got to shoot. So we're in a tour and they show us all the guns. And uh, it's uh, it's Bond Arms. Went down there and visited yeah, them up there. Yeah, just, just stab me right in the eye. They have awesome guns. They do. They're all like, uh, they're really well done. You see the guys hand, you know, buffing them and stuff. Oh, or whatever. of course. They're making guns as you're <laughs> and there I'm in too. Gordon's office. And you go in and there's guns everywhere. Oh, of course. And all different types, and they got the custom ones he's done mm-hmm. or whatever, and he showed us some of the cool stuff they're working on, some of, of the course. really neat stuff. And we shot the bullpup. Mm-hmm. The bullpup is awesome. And um, so we go to the range, and they have a range that uh, is specially designed. This is the range, and you can shoot. It, so you got the, uh, the targets, uh, and they have the computer system you, with the oh, – it's okay. like a giant video game. Yeah. You've seen that. Mm-hmm. I've seen those before where you go in, because I've been to other ranges where you shoot. It's like a giant video game, and you shoot, and you could pull up uh, like um, uh, active shooter drills, like you're a cop. And we used to do that. They in got the, like 50 different scenarios. That's one of our drills in the military. We yeah. just to sit in a room like this and then just yeah, shoot. Yeah, shoot, yep. and, and they got target, different targets mm-hmm. you could shoot. So we did that. And then when we shot the guns, we shot those same scenarios. Oh, nice. Oh, you're that's actually cool. Okay. Shooting the gun at the yeah. video game. I hate you even the more. The other ones I uh-huh. went through, unfortunately, people had done that mistakenly, and they shot <laughs> through, through the-, the screen. I don't even know how they were able to do this. I, I, you got a real gun right. in here. <laughs> so I'm watching this, and I'm like, this is great. And I was like, it'd be cool to have this at home. Well, you do. You can pretty cheaply. You don't have to spend all the money for it. It's the iTarget Pro system. It works so cool. You get a proprietary app that goes on your phone Mm. and a little laser round, and you set up the target, and you fire. And it tells you if you hit. Now, it's... You say, okay, I'm not going to have the video of the active shooters, right? Nothing like that. But you can still maximize your tactical advantage at your house or place of work. Yeah, like you said, create your own uh, scenario at the house. You set up, and and you can just say, I'm going to set up a little target or an area here. This would be where the shooter is, and set up your phone, and boom. Yeah, just sit on the couch and have somebody in another room say, now, 
and then you respond right, to it. Right, exactly. You could do any of that stuff. Yeah. And it's only 89 bucks. Come on, man. We'll give you a discount, 10% off if you use the promo code DOC. iTarget Pro is awesome. Mm-hmm. iTarget Pro. Letter I, targetpro.com. couple quick tweets, and then we got to get to our guest. You got uh, Tia Toppin asking you a question. How many people did all those guns kill? Which ones? The ones that you saw. None. Are you sure? Because yeah, you said none of that. Them. Okay. Yep, okay. exactly. Okay. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, none of them. Not, uh, uh, and by that I mean not one of them. <laughs> yeah. You got a stinky tweet. Nor that. did we when we were firing. Are you sure? Oh, yeah. By the way, I took out some SOB that was in a school. I was really? doing an active, dry, active shooter. Yeah, yeah. Got him pretty good. And when I finished, the, sh- the uh, because there's actually, um, uh, they have a guy who runs the range for him, like an expert, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Guy, and he, he trains people. And he said, you are the greatest amateur shooter I have ever seen in my entire 75 years as a trainer. That's what he said. He, he said Brad was the second best. Yeah. Now, the other guys with us, they said, no, nah, you're not good. When we walked out, because Brad and I were in two at mm-hmm. a time, he said, the greatest single amateur. He said, I cannot believe you have not gone pro three times over. Shut up. That's what he said. And I said, you know why I haven't? I said, because what about the professional women shooters that are not paid that as much as men? As much as, okay. I just can't do it. Okay. But it's nice to know, right, that I'm that good. Platano Slug tweeting out what I learned today. Co-host jealousy isn't pretty, Chris. It's not. It's really It's not, not jealousy. It's just anger. <clears throat> it's I'm not jealous. Ang- I'm just angry. You're angry? Okay. I'm just yeah. angry. Yeah. I mean, would you be available for something like that? If no, Doc. You know what? No. No, I'm what? not available. No. <clears throat> hey, Sarah, you want to go shooting next week? Okay. Not shooting up. No. Shooting. Yeah, shooting with guns. Hey, Victoria <laughs> Robinson is joining us now, Director of External Relations at SaveTheStorks.com. Hey, Victoria, how are you? I'm good. I'm just feeling really bad for Chris right now. <laughs> oh. oh, do not. He Thank is, you, Victoria. He, is, he, he, he never likes to play takes, the victim. He never he takes it. me out. <clears throat> never take you anywhere. I'll buy you something pretty later. Okay, thank you. Okay. Victoria, what is SaveTheStorks.com? What is the, your program? Well, Save the Storks is uh, an organization out of Colorado Springs, Colorado, and we exist just to partner with pregnancy resource centers that are across the country to help give abortion vulnerable women a choice um, other than abortion. We just want to make sure that they understand that there are other options than just choosing abortion when they're in that moment of decision. I think that's probably a, uh, a worthy campaign. I think that's a, or a, 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 a goal. I think that's solid. But you've got another campaign, Choose Fatherhood. That's a little different. What's that? It is, it is a little different, and I'm so excited about it, and thank you for asking. I have been involved working in this uh, industry, if you will, for about 20 years. And one of, one of the things that I've always been excited about and had a goal to do was Make sure that fathers are heard rather than just the women who've had abortions, but also when there's 55 million plus women out there who've had abortions, that means there's also 55 plus million men who were the fathers of these aborted children. And the the way that happened for me, you guys, is I am a post-abortive woman. And for over a decade after I chose abortion because my boyfriend at the time pressured me into having one, although he didn't put a gun to my head, so I take... You know, I had to come to a place where I had to take responsibility rather than blaming him, God, and everybody else. But I called him over a decade after not speaking to him 
since the time we had broke up after our abortion. And I felt like I needed to tell him that I had written a book about my experience because even though I changed the name, the names in my book, I still felt like he had this right to know. And I called him and up to the day that I called him, you guys, I despised him. My hatred for him grew over the years because I was struggling with my decision to have an abortion. And I was convinced that he was out there living his life, happy, you know, going on with everything, forgotten about me and the choice that he talked me into doing. So when I called him on the phone, when he heard my voice and he recognized it immediately, he started crying and then sobbing to the point where I could not even understand what he was telling me. And finally, when he calmed down and was able to speak, he told me, I've been waiting for this phone call for years. I have been wanting to tell you how sorry I am for what I made you do. Please forgive me. And I have been in therapy for years dealing with the decision we made. And at that moment, my heart changed towards him. I mean, literally in that instant, because he was genuine. I believed what he was telling me. And I realized a couple things. One, he wasn't out there just going on with his life, forgetting about what we did. And two, if he's feeling this way, how many other of these post-abortive fathers that I, I had grown to, to not have any sympathy for were feeling the same way? And that was when it was the start of my mission that men needed to be heard. So I'm so excited about this campaign so that that's what we're doing. We're giving men a voice. Wow, Victoria, that's, that's an amazing story. And, um, uh, I like that you're you're talking about and sharing some things that I don't think people understand or take into consideration. When you're dealing with um, with men um, and having you know becoming fathers and and also the abortion issue, it's been frustrating for me for years to hear these stories of men who are so taken out of the decision. Uh, it, sadly, abortion is a political issue, and we know that. And when they have made it the political issue and have said it's a woman's right to choose because it's their body, I have been, I think, pretty understanding as much as a man can be and as much as a person who is admittedly anti-abortion can be in that I recognize you as a woman have a unique responsibility that this is a, a life, a child that's growing inside you. So it does have to do with your health. So when they say a woman's right to choose, I understand that. This this has to do with your health as well. I've, I've given that due. However, because of that, all, res, all rights have been removed from fathers. Like men are not connected to the child at all. And with that, they've given all the power to women that if they decide to not abort the child and raise the child, then a father's responsibility somehow kicks in to pay for it. And that seems incredibly inconsistent that you cast the father aside in everything post-conception while it's in utero during that time they have no say no rights we don't even care about men's feelings about it a man can't say to a woman we've conceived this child and i want you to have it i'm the father of this child can't do that but then as soon as it's born it's like you're going to pay for this child regardless of what i want to do that's pretty upsetting to me yeah, and I understand that, Doc. I do. I understand it. And I I also feel your same sentiments. And I'm a woman saying that to you, although I did not for many years. But um, I, it's very unfortunate that this is 
the society that we live in today. And if we look around, let's face it, there are a lot of different issues because the fathers have been taken out of the picture and not been allowed to be a part of their children's lives or a part of all these decisions because it did take two. It was, it was the male and the female who created the life. And I've met so many men and so many with so many different stories, Doc, and many, there have been many that have told me I begged her and I begged her to have this baby. And I had no rights, you know, I had no say in the matter. And, and so I I don't know how that's going to change. I think it's, starting it's got to start with the conversation and um but i i completely agree with you i have no i have i'm not going to disagree with you with anything that you're saying because it it breaks my heart and this is from a woman who hated my post-abortive father for years and i wanted to see him dead i mean it was it was really bad because i felt what he had done to me until I had to come to my own healing process. And here's what's been interesting about this Father's Day campaign. I've had women writing me and they're angry. They're angry that we're giving men a voice and they're saying things to me like, who do they think they are saying how they regret it and the guilt? My boyfriend made me do it. My boyfriend said he would leave me if I didn't do it. And they're going on and I'm telling them, okay, I get it. But that's what happened then. But you've also got to recognize that they also have regret just like you did because the women who walked into abortion clinics of their own free will chose abortion. So eventually we do have to come to that realization that we went through with it and we, no one held us to the table. We did go through with it. So that's another realization that also women are having to come to. And I think that's why this video is is um, touching a nerve with some women as well because they're, more of their pain is coming out and they're feeling the way that I did. So I understand how they feel. So we have a uh, preview of your Choose Fatherhood campaign. It's uh, the six-part uh, social media video series, but we have, uh, we have a little uh, clip for people to see. Hang on one second, Victoria. The war of the motor and seeing these, uh, these tubes that were being filled with um, uh, red and, and white and, and the sound of suction. And I uh, knew the girl was pregnant, but I didn't know what to do. I was adamant about it, you know, to the point to where, you know, I was going to offer to pay for it. And with the help of a friend, she went and had an abortion. The moment that I found out that she had an abortion, I was devastated. The weight of guilt was just so overwhelming for me. And I was just terrified. It all stopped. The room was silent and they said, we're done. It was a success. It was later in the evenings as I would go to bed, I began to cry. And even though it's been decades, since the first two were lost, um, obviously there's still an emotional place that comes up. The depression that I went through for such a long time over it really, really set in. It didn't just mess me up, it messed her up as well. Mentally, emotionally, we both started drinking heavily, which we didn't do much of at all. We both started using drugs, which we never did at all. I continued in a lifestyle of um, medicating with alcohol, marijuana, and I just continued to just sort of push that pain that I had felt initially away. 
it, it was too easy. It was too quick. I wish that someone had been out in front of that Planned Parenthood, willing to just offer information and alternatives. I wish that there had been opportunities to know about other choices. Wow, Victoria, it's really powerful to hear all these guys tell their stories like that. Uh, even being a man and who, who's spoken about father's rights, and I know some of the failures about this stuff, still had really not considered a father's or male's guilt in this years later. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why I'm just so incredibly proud of this. This is probably one of my greatest career accomplishments is producing and, and directing and being part of this video campaign. And I'm, I'm so thankful that Save the Storks, when I talked to them about this idea, said, do it. Just go, go find these guys and, and do it. We were behind you 100%, and they have been, and it's, so it's been amazing. a team of us. It's I been just, a team of us who've done it. It's been exciting. I could see myself being in that situation. I've, oh, I've, yeah. I've never considered that as a father years later. You're young. You're scared. You make a mistake. You you know, you know, go through with this. I know I would have felt guilty instantly and, and one, would have carried it with me. One I of know the reasons that. I see this very touching is because when my ex-wife was uh, uh, about to have my kid, and she when she found out she was pregnant, she came to me and she said, I want to have an abortion. And I was uh, like, no, you're not. And this is Milo. This is Milo. And I called my mom and I was like, mom, she's trying to kill my son. Like, uh, why are you trying to kill my son? I call her, her mother and her mom said, well, it's her choice. She can do whatever she wants. I was like, but what about my son? Yeah. What about my choice in this? What about my son? And nope. thank God, nope. you know, and she was in the military. If it wasn't for the military, because in order to get an abortion like that, you have to get permissions and you have to go through it a, was lot a lot of, of it was a lot of extra work and when we and she started going in and she found out she's like oh this is too much work and then you know <laughs> well it's just too much work to get and an I was abortion like, so i'll just raise well, the kid thank okay. god for all this work because <laughs> right. if not i would have my son here today okay you know wow. seven years later oh, but i was man. it was so heartening to see oh i have so much ahead of me i just started my career i'm like dude what are you you're about here? to kill my son wow well, wow. I think it's awesome. I'm glad you're telling the stories, Victoria. Uh, people can find out more at uh, SaveTheStorks.com. Is that right? Yes, they can find more there and also on our Facebook page, Save the Storks. And if there is a man listening that um, is a post-abortive father and he'd like to talk with me or one of the guys from the video, he can get in touch with me at Victoria at SaveTheStorks.com. We'd love to hear from him. This is going to be the first of, I am praying and hoping, many more videos. All right, sounds good. And we'll tweet out a link so people can find it. Thanks so much, okay? Thank you guys for having me. Have a great day. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. The Blaze Radio Network. Enjoying what you're hearing? Congratulations, you have a sense of humor. This is the Morning Blaze. All right, let's talk about trucks and building things and strong and the construction. <laughs> you're already talking about shooting guns on the other side. Let's man this up here a little bit. Let's get some phone calls. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Jody in Utah. Thanks for joining the program. How are you? Um. Well, after that last segment, wow. Um, <laughs> 
And now I'm going to bring the tugboat back to the, you know, unreasonable shore. And I apologize after that. But um, I don't remember if it was you or Michael Pelka that uh, a couple of years back, uh, two and a half years ago, I guess, was uh, bringing up the story of some idiot woman. And I don't know if she was in Chicago. It could have been Detroit. Was making like 70 grand a year and was getting... I don't know, something like the neighborhood at $800 a month in food stamps, thanks to the previous administration, who shall remain nameless, um, expanding food stamps and welfare and craft. And because of those food stamps, she was proud that she could afford herself a boob job yep. that would get her a raise at work. You remember that? Yep, I do remember that. There have been so many stories like that, Jody. There was a woman when I uh, worked in Michigan who was on welfare and had hit the lottery. Now, she didn't make $75 million, but she hit for she several. Hit lottery, she yeah. hit for millions. Yeah. She had millions of dollars in her bank account. They eventually went and, and went back on her and found a way to some sort of loophole, whatever. But the rule was that your in it was based on your income, not your worth. So, Jody, oh. you could have you know bars of gold under your bed and a Swiss bank account and an American bank account, um, and it was about income. But I have no income. Mm-hmm. Wow. So I guess if you uh, well, weren't making interest on it or something, you'd mm-hmm. be fine. Okay, so what what's kind of hacking me off a little is that, you know, Gail's like working her butt off yep. and only only was there for the need. You could hear her story. Oh, yeah. And, hey, I got a job. We were done. And, and now they're coming after her because they may have screwed up. Mm-hmm. May, yeah, May, and it's 30 years later. And like like you said, you got the boob job woman and you got these other stories and these are common. You can find, you can find, I'll bet if you Google it right now, you'll find a dozen news stories about welfare fraud that has happened this week, That the, the ones that they caught. So why not go on them, right? Wasn't the boob job woman like on TV bragging about it? Isn't that how you or Opelka, yeah, whichever I, one of you yeah. found it, it was because it was on the news. Yep, that's it, Jody. Like, where, why yep. the hell aren't those worker bees looking at the news and going after them people? Jody, thanks so much for the call, and I can answer your question why they don't. Because the people who work for welfare and public services like that, if they go and catch people and have fewer people getting those services, it means they have fewer jobs. They kill their own job prospects, and that's the reason they don't actually bust people. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network.
Wow, so many really good tweets coming in about the interview with uh, Victoria, yeah. too. Yeah. Wow, yeah. that's uh, really, really interesting. Yeah, you know, you got Paul G. saying, you know, I made a mistake when I was 19. Abortion I was never an option. I, I cannot believe in the middle of all of this, I missed uh, a man. I, I know fathers, um, men who wanted to have the baby and the woman went ahead and had aborted and they were jacked up the rest mm-hmm. of their life. They were screwed up, you know, guilt and pressure and just felt horrible. I get that. I never considered, I, and I knew women that have had abortions that felt guilty. Mm-hmm. I hadn't considered men feeling afterwards either because they agreed to it, wanted the woman to. I can't believe I missed that. Yeah. But, I mean, wow. And, that's And it's really interesting to see a lot of, uh, um, I don't see, you say I you missed it, but I think everybody missed that point of view. It's, we, it's I don't know. I think there's a war, man. I don't want to say like a war, man, but I, I just we just don't matter. It doesn't, and I think for the male conservative right wing anti abortion talk show host, I am pretty understanding about the unique circumstances that women have while carrying a child that men do not. Yeah. you are carrying the child. I get it. So maybe men's rights are not exactly the same as a woman's. Okay, you both come into it knowingly. Hey, we conceived a child or the possibility or you should. Now, child is conceived, woman carrying it. Maybe a woman has unique or some unique say or concern or a unique situation that a man doesn't. Mm -hmm. But does that mean a man has no rights or concerns? It's funny, they certainly get it once the baby's born. Oh, then, yeah. man, then you're all and in How dare you not pay that child support? Right. It's, <laughs> you know, you don't have a say whether or not the child is born after conception. You could, of course, not conceive. But after conception, you mm-hmm. don't have a right. But if a woman decides to, you're going to take care of it. You're going to have that financial responsibility. But I, I'm willing to understand women, yeah. You have a unique situation. But a man's situation is unique as well. Can we at least just recognize that? Yeah. You know, uh, Spunk and Bronuts has a great point. Wouldn't be an issue if men and women use some form of birth control. This crap annoys me with society. You're right. We don't consider those things. Yeah. Paul we don't B, put enough on it. Paul B asking me, how does the ex feel about the choice now? Honest question. I'll tell you this. Uh, she has another kid. So she loves the kids. Well, yeah, and I mean, she obviously loves Milo. <laughs> and she loves too. Milo too. But like, yeah, it was a very difficult time. And one, I think it was someone in here. Oh, yeah, Speaking Duck saying, so happy for you, Chris, that Milo met into the world. Never would have said this while I was active duty. But thank God for Air Force bureaucracy. I understand people that are pro-abortion that say it's legal, and it is. Mm-hmm. And there's a place of business and people go in for the service. And sometimes when anti-abortion folks say, hey, we just want want people to be consulted, you know, make sure they hear that there's other options before they have it. I understand, although I don't support abortion, I understand their concerns saying, hey, this is legal and you're just trying to make this anti-abortion. I get that. Yeah. But I wish they would give me the benefit of the doubt And understand that there are a lot of people when you're nervous and young and you find out you're pregnant, I can only imagine it's 16 or 17 or something finding out that your immediate reaction is, let's be done with this thing. Yeah. Let's be done with it. 
Let me just wash my hands and not stop and say, you know, things change in your life. And although this may be difficult, this is a decision you're going to carry with you forever. Some people may not have a problem with it, but some of y'all going to have a bit of a problem with this thing. Yeah. Yep. Uh, John, free range prison. Uh, sorry. Uh, free range prisoner saying, John, I think he meant job security. Yeah, job, J-O-B. Just typo. Job security is a part of welfare fraud in Illinois. The main reason welfare abusers aren't caught is because most of them are registered Democrats who vote early and often. The lady in Virginia got caught because she's not an Illinois voter. You're right. <laughs> yes. They really did. They're like, we're not worried about it. You're no longer in Illinois. I'll bet that's part of the metric when they track it down. And I don't know the breakdown, registered Democrat or registered Republicans. Mm-hmm. You know, down to the vote, I would be willing to bet there's poor, probably more Democrats. Yeah. But the point is, they both pander to people to say, vote for me and I'll set you free. Vote for me and I will give you. And it is certainly the Democrat way. Yep, yep. The C42 saying biology is so unfair and my. Mis- oh, I can never say that word. Misogynistic. Misogynistic, yeah. yeah. Eh, that is true. Biso- biology is so misogynistic. Yeah. Is that it? I guess. It's yeah. so stupid. I that's one thing I never understood. I just don't get it. It's like it's well, you went through it too. It's like the divorce. Oh, the woman gotta get everything. Why? Because why does it automatically go to the woman? I know females out there, yes. Of course they're good, but I know there's some that are pretty, pretty, pretty bad. Well, what's so funny is the women aren't fighting against the discriminatory laws now that society has changed, right? They say we're fighting against this patriarchal society where men are the breadwinners and women stay at home and blah, blah, and all this stuff. And you're going, okay, hey, now look at the statistics. Those things are changed. But they still want me, men to be the breadwinner when it comes to making cash. Yeah. Back in the day, things like alimony, although I don't agree with them, were, okay, you're at home and a man goes out and makes a bunch of money. And now you're divorced. You're not used to working and you need an income. Mm-hmm. Well, there are some flaws with that. You know, you're going to pay alimony thing because... You could go out and get a job. It just wouldn't be the same lifestyle. But the uh, the rule was they had to keep you at about the same lifestyle you were accustomed. Yep. Why? Listen, you could use your jo- lose your job tomorrow or you could hit the lottery. And guess what? Uh, the lifestyle you're accustomed is going to change one way or the other. But they're not willing to say, let's go ahead and change with the times when it comes to that stuff. Hey, did you end up finding um, yes, I did. the Candace Owen? Yep. The, the, Candace Owen, who... Explain who Candace Owen was. She was somebody a, who was um, surprisingly supportive of the president. Yes, and she's the communication director for Turning Point USA, and then she's the the the, the girl that met with uh, Kanye doing the whole Kanye thing a couple months ago. Oh, that's what it was. No, she, that's right. She's with Turning Point, but yeah. she had the surprising um, good correspondence yes. with Kanye yeah. because he got, was a uh, Trump supporter. Yeah, yeah, and then you know, so she went over there and meeting Kanye and, and bringing Kanye. To the table, like they're saying, she got a big push in the uh, young conservative, like high school to college conservatives, and they love the Candace Owens. Okay, gotcha. So over the weekend, there was an exchange uh, between her. Well, she tweeted something. No, no, she tweeted something. What did she tweet? She tweeted the entire premise of Me Too is that women are stupid, weak, and inconsequential. Okay, hold on. Give me that part again. The entire premise of Me Too is that women are stupid, weak, inconsequential. Entire premise might be a little strong. Um, I think there are some women who are using it rightly, you mm-hmm. know, and or 
um, come from it from a pure place mm-hmm. where they're like, this is a problem. I just want to tell my story. But I would say, yeah, there's a lot of it that women are, people are treating like women are weak mm-hmm. and they can't just Defend stand themselves. up. Right. Because why do you need to tweet me to or say it when you can just go down and talk to the cops? Yeah. Right. You yeah. could just, okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm not opposed to it. I'm not offended. Okay. okay. Too stupid to know what men might want if you come to their hotel room late at night. Okay, that women are also too stupid to know what men might want if you come to their hotel room late at night. Too uh, weak to turn around and tell someone not to touch your ass again. Too inconsequential to realize this. So you're saying the entire premise is that women are too stupid, moving on, yeah. too stupid to know that men, give me that, put that up on our screen again so I can read it, just want to make sure. Too stupid to know what men might want if... Um, yeah, I would say, ladies, if you go to a man's hotel room in the middle of the night, you should know, right? What's the saying that your mom always think, says? Would, Nothing good happens. after 2 a.m., right? I mean, this, you don't go to a man's... Um, I would say most women know that. Yeah, and if you're... Let me see that again. Too stupid to know, go at night. Um, and again, this is what she's saying. The premise of hashtag me, me too, too. That women are too weak to turn around and tell someone not to touch their ass again too inconsequential to realize this. Okay, Candace, your tweet. I agree with the overall theme of Me Too is a failure. Okay. I agree that you're right. Um, there's a lot of women in the movement and people who support that, the women's, that are saying that women blanket are too stupid to tell a man does not do that and hey, whatever. Hey, don't touch me. Okay, while not 100% accurate, I'll give you a 75% on okay. that. Okay. Well, she this... gets a 75% Doc Thompson approval rating. Okay. Well, she gets called. I'm talking, this triggered the entire right wing, I mean, right side of this conversation in the college slash high school. The right side? Yes. The conservatives are Yes. Well, I mean, okay, what was... She, I gave it a 75%. <laughs> She's off a little bit on some yeah. of it, but okay. Honestly, I don't, I don't, maybe it's because I'm, the, do the you, translation, I don't see anything wrong with this. Okay, aside from wrong with it, do you agree with parts of it? What, yeah, what's I, your agree. Analysis? I agree, yes, I okay. agree with parts of it. It's like, you don't need a movement to tell someone not to touch you. Okay. Um, you don't need to hide behind a movement. If someone did something wrong to you, speak up. I, let, let me, let me really um, labor this okay. and try to understand Moving forward, if people are saying hashtag moving forward as a deterrent, Mm -hmm. yes, you don't need a movement moving forward to tell you stand up for yourselves. There may be people that argue, well, this is talking about women who already had it happen, but they're not, the left has not just left it at that. This is in order to change. So it is kind of moving forward. Mm -hmm. So you have no problem with that. I no, don't see any gaping flaw. No. Why did the right have a problem with it? Because she is uh, they blaming the rape victims. We're blaming who? The rape victims. Uh, is everybody that uses the hashtag Me Too a rape victim? No. Is everybody who claims that they're using Me Too because they had an incident, was it a rape? No. Is anybody who uses Me Too to tell a story of something that happened to them a sexual assault victim of any type? No. Anybody that's using Me Too to tell a past story, are they just an assault victim? Mm. No. 
There is a huge number of people that we told you right off, this is one of the failures, using Me Too to tell their story of something that happened to them. And it was just, I was at work, and I heard Pete tell John a dirty joke about his spons. Yep. And by the way, the Me Too movement started because Weinstein was behind a bush touching himself. Allegedly. Well, yeah. um, I saw Benji backer. Isn't Benji real young? Is he the... Yeah, he's he back in the day, he was like the young conservative that was speaking at the uh, CPAC. We had him on the show to talk about his... Uh, green agenda in the conservative movement okay uh benji tweeted about this and that's where i I finally saw it i saw somebody had um retweeted what what he had tweeted about Mm -hmm. it and he had a thread (coughs) where he responded to candace and said a couple things like uh, i told a story that when he was 15 i'm going from memory here there was a friend of his who was 29 a male friend and the guy propositioned him Wanted to see some pictures, kept asking him, maybe we can do this. I'll touch you there. You do this to me. And he kept turning him down. The thread went on to say um, that the guy was kind of like um, uh, stalking, maybe not to that level, but pressuring anyways. So Benji was a victim of some of this. He said, what should I have done? Am I the one responsible for this? I get Benji's point in that at 15 he said he told him no, but it's it's very difficult. Not that you're just going to say, okay, then I'll show you, you know. But it's a lot of pressure, and you're being kind of victimized for this. So I didn't think anything wrong with it. But then Benji posted, I've never come forward about this, and I have other experiences too, but I still cannot begin to understand what women go through. Despite some of its flaws, hashtag me too, is finally allowing women to share their voice and shut down bad men. And that's when I had to go off on it. There are so many things flawed with that one tweet from Benji. Number one, you've never come forward this yet experiences. That's horrible. But I still cannot begin to understand what women go through. You went through this, Benji. Women go through the same thing men go through. I'm tired of this nonsense that women have it worse than men. I've told you the story over and over about the number of female teachers that are having sex with underage and some of them very young students. The women that in their own way play catty games, catcall men, fondle men, touch them, proposition men. It's just done in slightly different ways as a stereotype. But a lot of time, especially in today's world, women are doing the exact same thing as men. Stop it. Knock it off. Stop pretending that women are a greater victim in this or anything else. They're not. Women get a raw deal out of the time, and so do men. White people do, and so do black people. Jews, Gentiles, atheists, Muslims, we all get a raw deal at times. And then... Defending Me Too, despite some of its flaws, Me Too is finally allowing women to share their voice and shut down bad men. Um, is finally allowing women to share their voice? Who's telling this story about something that happened to them? A man. A man! How do you say it's allowing women to come forward and do it? And how dare you say shut down bad men when there's example of bad women? So that's why I had to respond. I don't know if he responded. I didn't even fall back. But I tweeted in uh, response. 
Me Too is about trying people in the court of public opinion. It uses allegations to punish. It's a power grab by leftists who scream only women are victims. They lump together rape victims with people who are simply offended by overhearing a dirty joke. It's despicable. That once again, I don't see any problem with that statement. And it is true. It is about... Me too is not about how does it help people? Yeah. Well, they could tell their story. They could tell their story anytime. They could tell it to their family, friends. They could tell it to coworkers. They could tell it to strangers on the street. They could tell it to therapists. They could tweet about it. That's- they could put it. It's finally giving them a voice. They've had a voice forever. We have unlimited social media activity in America across dozens of platforms. That's all we have. Everybody is the commentator now. Everybody has a voice. And it's been that way for 10 years or more. And this is giving it. Well, you don't understand. It's empowering because it's embarrassing. I get that. That's on you. No one's stopping you over these years. No one's keeping you down. And by the way, if you're raped, as awful as that is and as difficult as it is, go talk to somebody. You mean to tell me in today's world, there's not an abundance of resources for men or women who suffer from sexual assault that can go talk to somebody. You go into the emergency room and say, I was raped. People are oh. going to be like, blah, she was raped. Complete the opposite. They're going to ignore you. They're going to whatever. Oh, no. There are far more resources to help women in situations like this than even men. Stop it. Me Too is not actually helping people. It's hurting them. Because to the women and men that are truly victims of sexual assault and not just, well, I found that joke offensive. It's discrediting them. It's casting shadows of doubt because they're lumped in with these knuckleheads who are hypersensitive because they were offended by a dirty joke. Me too is doing more damage than good. And I, for one, am tired of it. (laughs) How was that? Is that good? Yeah, you trigger uh, people. Did you see if uh, if anybody responded? I didn't even see. Oh, to that one? Uh, you got to go through and look. Cause I Because if, if I trigger people and they start giving me the business, I got to go back and comment. I take a minute to tell you about Genesis 950. Go to Genesis950.com. A great cleaning product. Cleans all kinds of different surfaces. You can clean your floors, your, your tile bathrooms, your tubs, your sinks, your showers, your countertops. Cleans all of those things. Cleans carpeting really well. You can use it in your car. Use it out on your grill. It is a multi-surface cleaner that works great. And I'm not the green fanatic. I'm not worried about saving the planet. But why have a bunch of harsh chemicals if you don't need it, right? If you can find a way to clean stuff and you don't have those chemicals around your kids or maybe your pets if you have a pet, um, why do it? Genesis 950 doesn't have all those harsh chemicals and yet cleans that well. Just look them up today. Genesis950.com. You order today. comes in a concentrated uh, uh, form. comes in a gallon that you dilute down. And uh, if you order today and use the promo code Blaze, they're going to give you a free bottle that you can mix it in and then use it when you're spraying around and also a discount. Genesis950.com. The Morning Blaze. Inappropriately appropriating cultures since 2012. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network. Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. 
Man, people are, are crazy. They are crazy and hypersensitive. I get the tweets in with the hashtag what I learned today. Hashtag what I learned today. It's at Doc Thompson Show at Real Chris Cruz. Uh, you got okay, this. okay. Thank you, Steve42. Okay, oh you're about gosh. to do it? Oh my gosh. Yes. I'm going to retweet it. I've been meaning yes. to bring this up yes. for three months. Yep. And it keeps, as we talk about it, yep. in fact, during that last segment, we're, I'm doing a monologue and I'm like, I got to bring this up. I got to bring this up. And I keep forgetting. Thank you. Yes. Read his tweet, the Steve42. Thank you. Is it just me? <clears throat> or does the Me Too GIF look like a vagina? No, it is not just you, Steve42. No. <clears throat> When you, how, how does that happen when certain That's things, Twitter. Twitter. Twitter does that? Yeah, Twitter does that. Yeah, Twitter gives special, so if you do net neutrality, you get the little circle. If you do the Me Too movement, you get a bunch of hands and a pink circle. So it's certain tweets, um, when you use the certain hashtag, hashtags, certain, certain yes. hashtags, they'll put up a little GIF, a little picture next mm-hmm. to it, a little microscopic one. And they did, they've done this for months and months and months. Yeah. And the one they used, pull it up. What is it actually of? It's a hands. It's woman's hands raised up in different colors, shades of colors. Okay. It does, from a distance, <laughs> look like a vagina. I absolutely, in the back of my mind, I've always been like, <laughs> I mean, granted, not exact, but enough knowing what you're talking about that you're like. See, it's just, uh, <clears throat> see, it's just like a black hand, a Latino hand, and a white hand. Wow, that's a big failure. You're right, Steve42. I'm glad you finally brought it up because I forgot about it. Well, and Brad, what did Brad used to say? Brad doesn't say hashtag me too. Pound me too. Are you serious? You're going to use a hashtag for that? Yep. Okay. Okay. Got it. Got it. Um, Donna tweeting out what I learned today. I think I just offended myself. Oh, she just (laughs) offended herself? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> bacon pickle tweeting doc needs a new hashtag how about doc two <laughs> well i did i did i uh, was using yeah. meat too. meatos well i was doing that but yes. i did meat m-e-a-t oh, meat. yes so here's what i'm thinking maybe over the next couple weeks uh whenever you have meat use the hashtag meat too and take a little picture of it and send it out because <laughs> i was at barbecue and i was like meat too can you imagine how annoyed they'd be oh. at that well you you did meat dose and they were like that's not how it is it's not meat dose that's the stupidest thing and i was you, like really dude i just you just completely made my point <laughs> right exactly <laughs> you can it's make not my even point. like that meat dose that's not doesn't make work that way uh, you got Stephen Collins saying the same thing we just said. Sorry, I'm new to this whole hashtag. I was wondering why so many women were complaining about harassment and signing it pound me too. Pound me too, right? Yeah, because it's always you, a pound sign. Because if you're old fashioned and you're from old school, the hashtag was never a hashtag. It was just pound. Yeah, it's a pound sign. It's a pound sign. Right? Where did, where did we even come up with hashtag? I have no idea. Mm, I think they just didn't want to say pound sign. Oh yeah. Tic tac toe sign. Pound pound tag. Pound, pound no, it sign. Would, it wouldn't work. Yeah. It wouldn't work. One of those things. Who knows? Uh let's see. Uh Disco Bob uh in New Hampshire. New Hampshire. Said I ended up having full custody of my son in my divorce and never got a penny of support from her. The courts have the laws written for women double standards. Yep. Uh I am sorry to hear that, Bob. At least you got to raise your son. Yeah. That's a good thing. That is. Um uh, the the best thing. But yep, the double standard is outrageous, and you are far from alone. Uh, they just do not. Uh, how, which is the more common phrase? Uh, um, 
uh, dead uh, beat dad. Oh, bed dead beat mom. Dead beat parent. Dead beat dad. Without question. It's- you see articles, deadbeat dad. They'll what? even mention parents or women no. sometimes, but it's still deadbeat dads. It's deadbeat dads. It's always the dad's fault. Yeah, that's why. That shows you how it's stacked against them. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. you haven't heard, we are the number seven ranked show among Filipino tilt-a-roll operators. So, there you have it. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. So JetBlue has announced uh, some new uh, rules governing people flying with pets. Oh, no more pets, right? Huh? No more pets? Oh no, you can still fly with pets. There's just some new rules governing flying with pets. Uh, before I get to that, though, i got to tell you about Brickhouse Nutrition and Field of Greens. Great product. This is the way you can get your vegetables in convenient powder form. Now, mm. there's a lot of reasons you wouldn't want to or wouldn't be able to eat vegetables. Maybe you don't like them. Not enough time? Not enough time. Not enough availability. Um, uh, not really the healthy ones. Not mm-hmm. enough access. All of these different things. Whatever the reason, if you are vegetable deficient, and most of us are, we mm-hmm. have a vegetable deficiency. Try Field of Greens. Yeah. It's really simple. It's convenient. It comes in powder form. It's not an extract or something like that. It's actually powdered vegetables. It's prebiotic, probiotic. It helps with all those antioxidants. Get them in your body that you need. So it's healthy for you. But it comes in powder form. So you just take a scoop. You mix it with eight ounces of water or even a little less if you want. Chug it down. You're good to go. You can mix it with orange juice. You, Chris has tried it. With, yeah, with uh, milk, milk, water, kind of orange juice, smoothies. And I was thinking about this yesterday. I was like, this could also be a prepared food. You know, buy an extra one. Just in case, you know, you were in Florida. Oh, preparedy food. Yeah. Prepared. Is that what it is? Prepared food? Prepared is like you prepared. Uh, uh, I mean, like. Uh, preparedness. Yes. Like, you know, maybe hurricane season just started. Mm-hmm. You maybe saved that up. Oh, my gosh. You're right. That could. Because you just I'm, keep it sealed. Keep you're it good sealed. For a while. And keep it mm-hmm. closed. And then once if a hurricane hits, you can't get veggies. You get your veggies through your water. Field of Greens. Really solid yeah. product. And it's from uh, Brickhouse Nutrition. Brickhouse Nutrition has a whole array of products. We've told you about Dawn to Dusk for years. We love that. Uh, they ask us to try Field of Greens. We love it. We love it. Uh, just go to BrickhouseDoc.com. BrickhouseDoc.com. Don't forget the promo code doc and you're going to get a discount it's brickhousedoc.com all right so yeah there's a new policy that JetBlue has when it comes to dealing with pets okay okay first of all they uh decided uh which pets you would be able to um to take on the plane and which ones you wouldn't oh well they have their list of definitive things that are not going to be allowed on planes oh yes give me give me some because i'm so excited any animal with a tusk. Okay, come on. You don't know that. Can I take my elephant? No, you can't. Are you sure? Yeah, you can't take your norwal either. <laughs> can I take my walrus? No, your walrus is not allowed, oh. nor is a warthog or a wild boar. You cannot take any of them. Wow, come on. Oh, you know what, what makes me think? Like, If they put that on the rules, I mean, someone already tried to do it. Uh-huh. Uh, you can also not take uh, rodents. 
Oh, that's probably because of that little rodent that girl had to flush down her toilet. Could be. No rodents. So no animals with tusks, no rodents. Okay. So if you have a rodent with a tusk, that's a oh, double you're no. done. You're done. You cannot take you that. You even dare go to the airport. Mm-hmm. Uh, you cannot take spiders on board. Oh, Keith is, should be happy about that. Uh, you can also not take insects on board. Okay. Wait, I'm wait. sorry. What? What's the matter? What's the matter? Why are you traveling with insects? Isn't an insect a spider? Isn't a spider an insect? Yeah. It's an arachnid, but does it fall into the spider, ca- uh, the insect category? No, I don't think so. I don't think Maybe it does. Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe I'm wrong about that. But uh, hold on. Who's traveling with insects? Your emotional support tarantula. Come on, Chris. Well, yeah, you're the tarantula, I can see you're that. On. But uh, what about emotional support cricket? Do I need my little cricket? Sure. I mean, that little chirping is soothing. The it burp, is. Burp, the whole time you're Actually, on. Never mind. I'll take that one back. In fact, if it stops chirping, you're like, oh, I got to play. Oh, my God, it's back. Okay, good. I feel calm now. Uh, you know, um, maybe your um, emotional tick, uh, uh, emotional support tick. Ooh, I just want I just want to feel it. A deer tick, something like that. Ooh, that's a big one. Yeah, so if you have one that is stuck in your skin, giving you Lyme disease, oh, you, keep that you one. must take it yeah. out before you get yeah, on the plane. Put it, you check that one in. Is that what it yeah, is? Yeah, you have Did to you check put it, it in the plane under, underneath the Underneath the on the carriage, yeah. I mean, yeah you Your emotional carry. support uh, mosquitoes? Ooh. I got a dozen of them I travel with. <laughs> no, you can't take those. <laughs> it just makes me feel so good while I'm traveling to constantly get uh, bit by uh, mosquitoes. mosquitoes. I feel so much better. Okay. What about flies? Do you like flies? Um, not so much, okay. no. But hey, if someone else needs them to get through a flight. <laughs> so no animals with tusks. No rodents, no spiders, no insects, no reptiles. Your Komodo dragon? No. Not going to be able to do that. Um, As a separate category, no snakes. Why separate? What are you talking about? They're the same thing. Listen, not all snakes, or not all reptiles are snakes. True, but snakes are reptiles. Yeah. If you go to the zoo, Uh reptiles... right. In the reptile house or yeah. something? Yeah. Snakes are in there. So you're not allowed to take reptiles, nor are you allowed to take snakes. Okay. Got it. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Because I have a snake and <gasps> I want to make sure. Well, you know what that shows me? What? That shows me that they are anti-snake. Well, I mean, you, think about you see it. that because you're afraid of snakes. No, no. I'm saying this. I am. I don't, no, I'm not afraid of snakes. I don't like snakes. Thank you. They're evil. There's a difference. But anyway. No, what they're showing is that they're snake discriminatory. Oh, yeah. Because they're like, hey, no reptiles. And the snakes are all like, okay, you know, they don't want us good. No snakes. Whoa. You already said. What about the lizard? Are you going to single him out too? Right. They're singling out snakes on top of no reptiles. This is, you know. We'll repeat the, 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 the lizard. That's like saying, hey, we're the white people's club. So no minorities, no blacks. We have Ooh. a bolt listed on there, right? No minorities, <laughs> no bl- You're a separate category. We hate you so much. We're not even lumping you with the other minorities. You're, you're, separate you're separately bad. Oh, pork snakes. Pork no snakes. ferrets. These, these are all the categories listed, yes. That goes back to rodent. A ferret's a rodent. Is it? Yeah. <clears throat> Look at his face. I don't know. Look it up. I don't know. Is it an official rodent? Maybe. <clears throat> Check it out. So you have... No animals with tusks, no rodents, no spiders, no insects, no reptiles, no snakes, no ferrets. Is a ferret unofficially a rodent? No. No, it's not. So see, that's the reason it's different. Hmm. Snakes are like, damn it. (laughs) I know.
Also, no hedgehogs. Oh, Bob the Hedgehog, rest in peace. I know, he's so sad. <laughs> no, right. so sad. no hey, hedgehogs. Hedgehogs are rodents, though. I don't know, are they? No, they are. I'm telling you, they are. You're yes. sure? Yes. They are rodents. They're okay. with the snakes. Singling them out. Oh. They really hate the hedgehogs. They really do. Uh, next category, no hedgehogs with prolapsed anuses. Oh, Bob. Sorry. Rest in so, peace. No, it's different. So, okay. No animals with tusks. No rodents. No spiders. No insects. No reptiles. Mm-hmm. No snakes. No ferrets. No hedgehogs. Mm-hmm. Number nine. No sugar gliders. <coughs> Again. Sugar gliders. Yes. They're rodents. No, they're not. No, they're they're not. I oh, looked that one up. Yeah. They're squirrels, right? They're, no. They're flying possums. <laughs> no. They're actually a possum. Sugar gliders are possums. They're marsupials. Yeah, they're, but they're a possum. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so if you were planning on taking your sugar glider family with you to your trip to Florida on your trip, no, you cannot. <laughs> and finally. Okay. No. Household pets or, or uh, birds? No household birds. I'm sorry, I need a clarification on that one. Like a parakeet? Uh, yeah, that's probably a household one. Little what parakeet. about a parrot that I raised outside? Um, I don't know about the parrot. Parrots aren't your standard, but let's say they say, "Well, people do." Okay. What about um, that condor? Ooh. What about the eagle? What about the eagle? Any of the, the birds vulture. of prey, the, the vulture. Those, the owl. The, those are not your, I wouldn't think those are a household bird. No, they're not. So those are fine. Yes. Okay, that seems like a little bit of a failure. I wish I had an owl. Because I got to tell you, as frustrating as it would be with the little birds chirping and floating around and fluttering in the cage the whole time, or just flying around the plane, right, it would be worse if there was a vulture. Or an owl. What's the squawking, right? That's right. What, that, that's really the bothering, bothersome part, right? They squawk. Yeah, like a. How do they squawk? <laughs> I don't know what you mean. Yeah. I don't know what you mean either. Can you what give you us mean? an example? Yeah. Because I, I know think, uh, ducks squawk, but well, ducks let's hear quack. It. Maybe I can compare. Quack, quack. Yeah, that's see. a quack. Come on. So yeah. So how's the squawking? Yeah. I don't know. I just know it's. <laughs> <laughs> I just know you it's. Worked <laughs> this too long. You were that close, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Uh, I'm, uh, yeah, that, the squawking is part of it, but there's another part of birds that could be troublesome on an airplane. The pooping? That's the one. <laughs> the flying poop? That's it. That's yeah, it. that's right. What so, about a pigeon? Can I take my pigeon? Not a household. No, it's not. Take, I, I've got my pigeon collection. There's 42 of them, and they must not be in cages. I'm a magician. That's right. <laughs> you open up your jacket, they all come out. Is a dove a household one? <laughs> I don't think so. I okay. don't think those are. This All right, that so sounds stupid. like a little bit of a fail. What about the chickens? Can I bring my chickens? Is that household? Is it a bird? Chicken? Oh, yeah, chickens a bird. Yeah. So apparently, we're giving you the list, right? Yes. Um, dogs and cats, then, I guess, are allowed. Well, yeah, we knew that. Condors, eagles, all kinds of birds of prey. Pigs. All allow. Pigs, as long as they don't have snouts. Yeah. Miniature horses. Ooh. What uh, about regular horses? Regular, I was going to say donkeys, skunks, yes, octopuses, my fish, fish. All of these things they're not on the list. No, oh, I wish I would had like a farm. My deer, can I bring my deer? <clears throat> is it an animal with a tusk? No. Um, is it a rodent, an insect, a hedgehog, a snake, a ferret, a sugar glider, or a household bird? No. I think your dirt, your uh, deer's in. Oh, and I'm 
I have a lot of deers now. <clears throat> Step deers. Step deer? Yes. You, it's in the family there? Yes, it's so in the family now, yes. Yeah, uh, so there you are. You're at the uh, the desk. You're um, you're checking your bags in. Oh, yeah, Mr. Doc Thompson. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What are you doing? What is that? What is that you're carrying there? Uh, I'm, I'm carrying my, 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 my snake. Uh, I'm sorry, a snake. That's not allowed in. Um, what is that? Uh, is that a deer? Oh, yes, yes. That is uh, yeah, my that's other okay. one. That's, yeah, you can that's bring my deer. In. And I also have my... my, my it, it, he doesn't have a hoss, but it's a hog. Yeah, your really small lizard, you yes. cannot take that. No. But you can take that giant California condor that's going to take... Its <laughs> wingspan is like, seriously, like 12. seven seats. Their wingspan are... I think they're like eight feet or something. You could take the condor, apparently. Okay, good. That makes a lot of sense. Hold it there, sir. <laughs> is that a ferret? Get that out of here. We got a guy that's bringing a horse in. Come on. <laughs> Move it along. And by the way, the wingspan of the California condor, 10 feet long. Yeah, okay, that's fine. Yes, I've got uh, my California condor collection. We've got three of them in the family. Oh, you're bringing yours too, honey? There's four of them. We're bringing Can I get aboard. an owl seat? Can I, get- I-, I need an owl seat. <laughs> Did you say an owl seat? No, 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 no. An aisle for oh, my Oh, thank owl. God, because, yeah, the owls are in the back of the plane. They've got oh, their they're own going seats. The back? Yeah, oh, they're in the back. Okay. We don't want them to get next to one another. <laughs> it's like the uh, Police Academy movie where the captain gets to fly cheaply and it's just a plane full of animals. Right. <laughs> <laughs> How about this? You're bringing your um, acceptable, uh, let's say, Animal? cat on the plane. Okay. You're bringing your cat on the plane. Okay. Or maybe a squirrel. Is the squirrel a rodent? Squirrel might be a rodent. I think so. I think it's a rodent. Yeah. Let's just go with, uh, oh, there's not that many animals Let's left. just say this. Let's say you're bringing aboard some little animal that um, is more prey than predator. Okay. And somebody else is bringing on a, an animal that is more predator than prey. That's going to be a fun flight. Thinking that's a good time, right? <laughs> right? You got those uh, hawks in the back, right? They're like, is that a cat up there? You got the owls going, look at those kittens. Mm-mm-mm. Is that a little chihuahua? Mm-hmm. Oh. Ooh, Mexican. They're serving Mexican on this flight. It's a chihuahua. <laughs> Scotty dogs. I don't like Western European food. <laughs> Oh, this is, uh, when I saw the list, I was like, do we really need a list? If you have to fly, and I get fly, I hate flying. I lose completely. I hate it. It's so annoying. It it sucks. My anxiety goes to, but if you're this horrible that you need a emotional support, spider, emotional support, whatever with a tusk, um, maybe flying. No, not, not only should you not be flying, you should be walking around society. No. You need to be in a home or something, at least in your home. Get yes. checked up, get taken care of. And then go travel afterwards. And do what the rest of us do. A lot of pharmaceuticals. Yes. This, uh, That's something. what Americans do. You whack yes. yourself up on some drugs. Yeah, over the counter, of over course. Over the counter, yes. Yeah. So you grab some, you know, some booze. <clears> or know. legally prescribed. Yes. You know. I just don't get it. If you have this much difficulty of traveling, maybe, you know... I don't know, rent a car, rent an RV, rent something that is not uh, public as much, mm-hmm. and you can have a horse in your freaking RV. So I was driving with Matt, uh, my buddy from the conservative cartel. Okay. Uh, we, were, uh, we were down shooting with Brad. <clears throat> oh, he went too? Who's that? No. Yeah, Brad went, yeah. Yeah, Matt, Matt from the conservative cartel. He's a good guy. Yeah. Matt Locke? 
Yeah. He has a uh, powerful, uh, debilitating fear of heights. Really? Oh, yeah. Like legit? Legit. And uh, we'll never so, guess that. so as anytime we're going up on an overpass, like in no. Texas, you know those ones, I kept going like, wow, we are really high up here. Oh, that's just a jerk move, but I love it though. <laughs> I love it. Then, yes, that's and, how you go. And then traffic backs up and we no. get stopped up on one of those really high oh, ones. Oh, no. We were like five stories, six stories in the air. Whose car were you on? Oh, uh, Brad was driving. Okay, good. Because your car is so tiny, you literally feel like you're on top of the highway. Oh yeah, Brad. It is. Brad's like, you know, I always wonder if if anybody ever just drives right over. Do those walls actually stop people? That's like knock it off. So he talks about flying and like this. Um, he's like, I have to deal with this. I don't like flying. So he goes, I have to get some prescriptions or get dr- uh, drunk or something. He goes, it's. He goes, I don't talk to anybody. I just. But he knows how to deal with it. The guy's not bringing on half of the farm, you know. It's so weird, and I don't understood. And I'm I'm getting to the point where I think nobody should have emotional pets. Nobody should have any support animals unless you're blind. Uh, well, I'll even give you some people true medical conditions or whatever. My sister, she has a mess, and she's like, I need emotional support. Pig. I mean, there are some veterans uh, that travel and do get some support, uh, physical support animals. Yes, absolutely. physical. Yes, if they're legit. Yes, and some emotional support, but it's very rare. No, because I have PTSD, and they told me, hey, we could give you a dog. I'm like, no, I'm good. Also on JetBlue, your animal will have to stay on the floor. It must fit within the footprint of your seat. So you can't ooze into anybody else's or wander Fair. around. You can't bring that peacock that's going to spread its feathers into somebody else's. By the way, that's not a household pet. So we had the peacock story. I guess it's a lot. I guess it's a lot. Right. Yeah. Uh, and must be clean and in good health. Does it get a checkup at the airport? Well, Does I know- TSA start going, wait a minute. Hang on a second. Boop. That miniature horse that looks a little sickly. Let's get him. Let's let's get him to the back. Uh, the back of the room. Um. Yeah, that's going to be a problem for me. That's that's going to be trouble. Hey, coming up uh, this weekend, starting tomorrow, Mercury yeah. One's museum at uh, Mercury Studios here in Dallas. Uh, I'm going to be there. Chris going to be there. It's a tours all weekend long. You can sign up for a tour to find all the great products. I'm sorry, the um, artifacts that they have on display. Uh, some of historical, some like more Hollywood type stuff. But this I think is... most of the ones this weekend are historical. Oh, yeah. Historical, yeah. Because it has to do with rights and responsibilities yep. as American citizens and human beings. Uh, Chris is uh, going to be with us. I have a tour tomorrow. You want to join that? 12. Uh, it's at 12 noon. Get your tickets early, though, at mercuryone.org. You can also, you can also go on other tours. There's varying prices depending no. on who you want to go with. No, just ours. Just ours. Never yes, mind. There's ours. no other tours. There's no other tours. Mercuryone.org. What is this? This, this is, is not from an artifact. Leonardo guy. da Vinci. No. He created this, no, he and did not. Glenn was able to get it. No. Isn't that fascinating? This is one of those stupid desktop things that's here. Make a decision, and you spin the little magnet around. No, no, no. Leonardo da Vinci. This is how he created. I'm not even allowed to open it. No. This is how he created. His, no, his flying this machine. Is a stupid he was thing. like, no. he did that. No, Brad Staggs had this and said, brought it from home because he didn't want it and put it in my stupid office. And then I just left it out here because I didn't want it in my office. This That's is how we make decisions back in the 1800s. Yeah, it just won't stop either. So, Merc- <laughs> this is not on the tour, thank God. MercuryONE.org. You are listening to the smooth sounds of the morning blaze with Doc Thompson. On the Blaze Radio Network!
Plays with Doc Thompson. Hey, uh, this is a great opportunity for you to start a business or have an additional stream of income. Become an Earthwater affiliate. It's like nothing else on the market. And you can now become an Earthwater affiliate with their affiliates program. When you become an Earthwater affiliate, you'll be given the opportunity to share your unique ID link with others. And when you become an affiliate, you'll get... Uh, your position in the network marketing tree with the direct marketing model when it's launched later this year to establish yourself as an Earthwater brand ambassador. Plus, Earthwater is going to pay you a 40% weekly commission on all orders placed by your customers. That's right, 40%. They've partnered with Amazon, which means all orders are going to be taken care of by Amazon with free shipping and free handling. You don't have to worry about any of it. It's just a way for you to make money. There's no monthly minimum and no required auto ship. An incredibly easy turnkey business opportunity to pays a 40% commission. You can join Team Earthwater by going to theblaze.teamearthwater.com. Theblaze.teamearthwater.com. Join today. It's theblaze.teamearthwater.com. All righty, that is it, ladies and gentlemen. But before we go, as always, let's find out what we learned today. We learned Johnny Sins, Lexington Steel, and Eric Everhard are painfully aware of the pay gap with Jenna Jameson. Jameson. Ooh. Pain gap? The the pay gap. Oh, pay gap. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We learned the length of celebrity career timeout after a Me Too allegation, eight months. <laughs> and you have to stay out of spot. And we learned you should actually uh, you should absolutely keep your emotional support hawk away from my emotional support kitty. Yes. Chris we Cruz, do not want what that. if anything did you learn today? Church morals only matter when they get those fat brown people off the couch. Yep, that's when it matters. Yep, and it looks like I will not be traveling with my turtle this summer. No, I guess not. Hey, Mordecai learned something today. What, what if anything uh, did you learn, Martin? Uh, hello? Okay, cool. Uh, so I learned now that, you know, there's new guidelines for emotional support animals. I was wondering, can I bring an MS-13 member? Yes, you. Uh, uh, yeah, they don't have tusks. You're right. You're good to go. And they're you're not ready. They're not sugar gliders. Kirk so. Jones, spin of the dials, radio style, Dallas, Texas morning. What if anything did you learn today? What I learned today, my new favorite thing is Mordecai getting tased. <laughs> yeah, he got tased. That's a whole separate <laughs> we thing. We'll have to do it. We'll talk about this later. in the future. Yes, yeah. we will. Chris Cruz, what if anything did the listeners learn today? George Cowell saying Catholic guilt powers activate. <laughs> nice. Stinky tweeting out why. Forget the church part uh, for a minute. Why especially Latinos? Why especially public parks? Are there a lot of election signs in the parks? I think so. I okay. think so, yeah. yeah, yeah. Indiana, uh, Mike tweeting out, California wants population control. Then stop letting people come into this country and taxing the resources. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Florida man tweeting out, victory, victory is, on a, is on an awesome mission to give men a voice. No yet... No word yet if Chris Cruz will be allowed to be a client. Let's just move on. One more. <laughs> One more. What? Uh, you got... Uh, oh, you already read that one. I don't like... Uh, International House of Sauce tweeting out, This weekend I will stand virtual sol- with... Sol- uh, I will stand in virtual solidarity with Doc as the tours goes. I'm uh, standing in solidarity speaking, Doc, about your uh, reading of the tweets. I'm I know. standing in solidarity with I know. that. All right, hey, I didn't get the new numbers on procrastination. Uh, we'll get to them tomorrow. What else do we have coming up? Friday oh, leftovers. Friday leftovers. I'm here. We're good to go, oh, right? Yeah, we are. Uh, what does Glenn have coming up? He's breakfast? talking to Will Witt. What is he wearing? Uh, he's wearing plaid. Remember the morning blazes today, a Chris Cruz production. Six separate Tyrannus. Good night, Steve Cannon. Wherever you are, Anya, now you go home. Believe it or not, you are actually being 
informed. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network.